Hello everyone, Loremaster of Sotek here, back of course with the Great Book of Grudges. Uh, we know it's been a little bit, that's mostly, actually almost entirely my fault. Uh, I had a big AOS tournament two weeks ago, and then it turns out the big AOS tournament gave me COVID, <laughs> which took me out last week. So uh, that was a super ton of fun, uh, by which I mean it was the exact opposite of fun, and it was awful. But uh, I survived. And uh, we are back. Uh, of course, uh, normally we do on Sundays, but we've got some scheduling conflicts with tomorrow. So uh, me and Nathan decided to just pop up and do today. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and just hop straight into it. Nathan, how are you doing, man? It's been a few weeks. What have you been up to? Just running around like a headless chicken, trying to make sense of reality at the moment. But uh, <laughs> all good. <laughs> all good. How about you? Uh, I have been okay. Uh, recovering from COVID was, uh, super fun. <laughs> it, was just, it was just the best. Um, thankfully, it, uh, was not too horrible for me. Uh, it really was just kind of like a sore throat. And, uh, just have to deal with a little bit of nasty sinus stuff. But, uh, for the most part, I am feeling much better. Um, pretty much back to normal. Um... And uh, just trying to get back on that wagon and get caught up with everything that's been going on. Because I'll, I'll say it knocked me on my ass pretty good for a few days. Uh, not a fun disease. So whoever's out there listening, A, make sure you're vaccinated. And B, wear masks if you're at large gatherings. Or just outside, please. Like, you really don't want it. It sucks. But uh, there is a ton to talk about today. Like we have, we have so much to talk about because it's been a few weeks. Um, now, uh, because we have so much to talk about today, uh, just for today, we're going to go ahead and skip over Tale of Two Gamers, and and who would win? Uh, we're we're just gonna leap right over both those segments because we just kind of want to focus talking about uh, stuff that's going on around the hobby sphere. Um, we will be resuming those next week, but for this week, we're gonna go ahead and move on um so with that in mind uh we have a bit of a list of things to go through and uh the first thing which is going to be fairly short is that uh today is a pretty exciting day for those of us who are uh big aos fans because we're finally uh getting the stupid <laughs> third edition off the floor and uh, we're getting two new books uh, that are available for pre-order today. Uh, so, I mean, that's what I'm going to do after I eventually get my day rolling and stuff, is I'm going to be uh, ordering my Fire Slayers book and my Ideneth Deacon book. Uh, unfortunately, they're not getting much in the way of new models. Uh, they pretty much got the same treatment Nurgle did, where they both got one new hero. Um, though the character for the Ideneth and the Fire Slayers is a little interesting. Um, he, they've got some kind of unique abilities. Uh, but the armies are looking very strong. They're looking very strong. Um, so, uh, for anyone that's kind of keeping up with Age of Sigmar, um, like I'm trying to, uh, if, if you're interested in 3rd edition, now is a really good time to get into it. This will put us up to five books being out in the new edition. So we are now at Auric Warclans, Stormcast Eternals, uh, Maggotkin of Nurgle, Fire Slayers, and Ideneth Beatkin. So whether you want Sea Elves or Fire Dwarfs or whatever you may be into, uh, there it's quite an exciting time. 
And of course, we do know that there are some more books right around the corner. We have a night, I think, Night Haunt and uh, Daughters of Cain are actually coming up fairly soon. And mm-hmm. um, correct me if I'm wrong, Nathan, but I believe on the 40k side of things, the Eldari book just came out, right? Yeah, the Eldar just got it uh, just today, and uh, they got a bunch of new minis, which was desperately needed because uh, I think some of those were older than both of us. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I believe it. Uh, but it's nice. The new mon- the new models look very much the same in a sense of styling, but they look updated, which is uh, great because they don't lose that typical Eldar look. And uh, not all the miniatures got updated, unfortunately, but the book itself is quite large. I believe it's about the same size as the Space Marine one, which oh, yeah, people are very confused. Hmm. So it should be quite interesting. I've not been able to see it just yet. I've actually uh, I picked it up, and it's in... My, uh, me, um, what's it called? Um, table. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just, I, I cannot English today. I'm sorry. Nah, hey, you're all good, dude. Uh, yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the new books. Um, I, it's hopefully Games Workshop is finally sorting out its printer issue. A lot of the delays lately have been due to book publishing to my knowledge, uh, not mm-hmm. model problems. So I really hope they're finally getting that sorted because, man, it's it's taken a while for them to get stuff out. Mm. Um, like, even even for 40K, like, it has been slow. <laughs> you keep getting things out there. But um, I am hoping that, you know, they're getting back on. I'm, I'm, I can't even express how excited I am for a new Night Hunt book. My, my book is so old. It's so old, and the last tournament I was at, oh man, I fought some of the like newer stuff, and boy, howdy, was it brutal! <laughs> it was painful. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, you know, exciting times at the tabletop hobbies these days. Uh, if that's something you're interested in, do be sure to keep up with that. And there's a lot of dedicated channels to it. And it I hope to uh, do myself. And I don't know. Oh wow, it's like weird. Anyway. Um, so, um, with that kind of out of the way, we can hop into kind of a lot of the heavy hitters for today. Obviously, we're going to be talking about Total War a lot. Um, the game only just came out. Actually, I don't think we've had a lore beard since the game released. I don't think so. We've been, uh, quite busy and obviously then... Just like everything comes in at once, doesn't it? But, yeah. So um... man, there is a shit to talk about. Oh my god. Mm. Uh. So um. Let's let's do the smart thing and let's start with the less exciting stuff first, and then we'll talk about the more exciting stuff. Um. So on the less exciting side of things, the game came out. Um. Total War Warhammer Three has obviously been fully released and it's available for everyone. Um. It has not been the smoothest release, but it also hasn't been the worst release. No, uh, no, no, no. I think of the three Total War Warhammer titles, it's still the smoothest <laughs> because Warhammer yeah. 2 was such a... Ugh, it was a mess. But yeah. um, obviously there are a lot of things... It, it, I, I assume you're kind of having an experience with this as well, is that I can't help but when I'm playing it just be like, this is, this is good and it's fun, but man, like I, I'm really... Wanting that blood pack, I'm really wanting that world, that immortal empires. Like, man, like, 
<laughs> like, I know it's coming, but like, man, I really want it now. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, I like the campaign and so on. If I didn't, like, I, I've got, I'm just about to clock over 400 hours. Um, so, you know, I am enjoying the game, but like, I, I kind of miss the sandbox element of Total War. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I definitely agree with that. I think a lot of people sympathize with it um, mm-hmm. in that it, you really don't get to build an empire as much in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's much more about just kind of like prepping an army to go into the realm of chaos and then desperately holding on to whatever you've managed to scrap together while your main army is gone. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not a bad system, but when it's the only system you have, it definitely like there. I, I have, I have had campaigns where I'm playing and like, I'm down a demon print soul because like, I just missed one or something. It's just like, Oh man, mm. like you're just playing catch up the rest of the time. And, yeah. and it, it, it can, it can get a little miserable <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I mean, the story itself is good. Like, uh, when it comes to Warhammer lore and story, I mean, it's up there. It's it's not as bad as certain books that we've read in the past and all that. But um, mechanically, it's just a bit much. And it's cool doing it once or twice, but at this point, I've done it like every faction. And it's like, I want to play more, but I want to just chill. Like, I've got an unstable mod that just stops the riffs. And that's it. But it's unstable and you never know what's going to happen type of thing, you know? Yeah, so how would you say you feel about the game overall, like in its current state? I like the game. Um, I'd, look, I'd, I'd still say like it is, it is the Warhammer game we've been waiting for. Uh, the, it would be a lot more replayability. There would be a lot more replayability if there was some quality of life changes to the, um, to the campaign itself, either as a sandbox version or just making the rifts more apart, like 60 turns instead of 30 just to actually give you time to breathe and go around and do stuff. Uh, but, like, the game itself is in a good place. Like you said, it's not the worst launch. Like, anyone who's uh, watching this and presuming has played some of the uh, historical titles and so on, like, a lot of people are bitching, yeah, this is a horrible launch. It's like, it's not Rome 2, man. It's not Rome 2. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> No, it's not even close. Yeah, with a bit of TLC, this game could be an easy 10 out of 10, though. Yeah, and, you know, I I agree with you that, honestly, to be honestly, I think if they had just included a setting to, like, determine how long between the rift spawns, that would have helped a lot. (laughs) Where it's just like, hey, you could make it 25 turns at the smallest, up to maybe, like, 100 turns, or even just... They just don't spawn if you just want to go for the other victory objective. Um, I, I I think that would have been a really smart addition to just help the game not get stale. Yeah, it's because it, it's so hectic. Like right now, I'm I'm playing Kogaf to finish up to get the legendary achievement, right? And uh, I have two provinces, and that's it. I have three souls. I just need to fight my way through the realm of Zinch and have some sort of. Uh, midlife crisis in between that um but uh god i hate that realm so much man i hate it you so know much. someone in my chat actually explained something to me that makes zinch's realm stupidly easy so the thing about zinch's realm that isn't obvious when you go in is that the entire thing is a circle 
with the exception of one island. So mm-hmm. all of the islands only have one possible. So like, if you land on an island by coming through a portal, there's only one other portal, <clears throat> with the exception of one island, where there's two possibilities, and. One of the possibilities will take you to the end, and the other possibility will take you back to the beginning. Mm. So the fastest way to do Zinch's Realm is actually not to look for the sigils. Like, just totally ignore the sigils. It's literally just immediately just run through the portals as fast as you can until you get to the one where you have two options instead, and then just pick one, and that's the only one you have to remember. So if you get the wrong one, just be like, okay, so when I get to that split, I go the other way. So just run through it as fast as you can again, and then take the split, it will it's guaranteed to work every time and it makes it so much faster and so much easier because it's not actually a puzzle there's no puzzle to it it's literally just it's it's just there's a single like there's a single branch point other than that you're literally just running in a straight line yeah i mean it's it's just got a bit of an issue um because obviously when you port you can't move and it's it's just it's kind of frustrating um I've had this issues where like five or six factions just go inside and just dogpile and someone mm. always gets there first. It's like, fuck, man. Well, yeah, because you know? it's it's randomly determined what island you seem to spawn in on. Mm. And so like it's a total crapshoot about where you are in that the the circle. Mm. Um that and I do a hundred percent agree that the fact that if you teleport, it uses your move sucks. Like, it makes it so tedious. Because mm. you, like, like Korn's Realm, Nurgle's Realm, and Slanesh's Realm feel so much faster. Um, even though Slanesh's Realm is, like, kind of like Zinch's Realm in that, like, you're only able to move a little bit and then you stop. Um, but Zinch's Realm, it feels a lot worse because Slanesh's Realm, you know, it's not, like, a mystery what you're trying to do. Or, or you feel like you're making great progress because it's very obvious where you're going. You're literally just going down a level, down a level, down a level. And you also have a dilemma at every level. So, like, even if you don't fight, you feel like you're doing something. Yeah. Whereas in Zinch's Realm, you're literally doing nothing uh, mm-hmm. until you get to the end. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you're running it optimally and trying to get through as fast as possible, that means you're not going to interact with his realm at all. <laughs> like, you're going to skip the white circles because they eat all your movement, which is mm-hmm. stupid. Because that's mm-hmm. it's the only realm that does that. In Nurgle's realm and Korn's realm, if you go on one of the white circles to get like a dilemma, you could still move. Like you can yeah. pick up a Korn weapon and immediately move. Or Nurgle's realm, you can get full health and immunity to the disease and still move. Zinch's yeah. realm, you land on it and it deletes all your movement and gives you a shit dilemma where it's like, ah, heal all your guys, reveal a sigil. Or if you're lucky you'll get, like, a Zinch boon. But they don't all offer Zinch boons, which I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, uh, it does seem like it's just, like... Uh, like, it's frustrating. And from what I've seen from a recent live stream, it's always best to do Zinch first if yeah. you want to get the just souls. Get, just get it out of the way. Yeah. And it, even that's frustrating as shit, man, because I had to deal with it. I was playing as uh, Greasus, and I had to deal with Corn. I had to deal with uh, freaking Kairos, and I was just at that point just, like... I want to cry, man. I want to cry so much. Yeah, I literally just speed run. Like, as soon as the portal is up, like, I immediately, like, throw a guy there as fast as I can to Zinch and just start running just to get it over with. 
it's 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 a, it's a weird thing. I tell you what, when it comes to like, I'm not telling people to use unstable mods and so on because you never know what can happen with your game. Like, I used one once and I had to reformat my PC and so on. Uh, uh -huh. This was made by this was made by a modder uh, that I know and so on. But uh, I'm having a lot more fun with the wrist disabled because I can just chill. You know, I can play Total War, and that's what I want to do. I want to play Total War. Yeah, I mean the the main story campaign, like it is a fairly fast experience assuming nothing bad happens and you don't like miss out on a soul on one of the run-throughs but it um yeah it's just it's very it, it feels like it's interrupting the, the game <laughs> like i feel like i'm being yeah. interrupted doing what i want to do yeah um like it, it's almost kind of funny like i definitely think the vortex was a significantly worse mechanic but at least you could like decide when to do the vortex you were like okay i'm ready for the vortex missions and yeah. this one's just like it happens like <laughs> get ready here it comes yeah you don't really get a time to prepare especially um when you're playing a faction slow a slow faction like Korgath, where you're gonna have a trash stack going in for the first one it's like oh why yep. i don't want to go in with nerglings yeah yeah you literally just have to cheese it with like kuga's shooting attack because like you just don't have an army <laughs> so yeah. you're just like i'm just gonna sit back here and throw stuff mm. um yeah, I mean, I 100% I, I agree with what Nathan was saying as far as, like, I feel like the game is good. It just, I don't know. There's just, there's, like, I, I like some of my other issues are, like, I really don't like how the multiplayer campaigns can only be played in multiplayer. Um, I, I could really see something rotten in Kislev or Disharmony and Darkness being fun even against the AI. And it just... Doesn't work. <laughs> you have to. You have to have a friend. To be fair, because um, I played it with one other person, and the AI is kind of garbage to be able to play that campaign. Um, it's it's a weird thing because yeah, it, it's a great campaign. I played it with. I did a uh, free man version with uh, Templin Institute and Mordred, and that was super super fun. Like, god damn, that was so cool. Why can't we have that? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I did one with, I think we had five people. And mm -hmm. we, we did in one sitting. Like, we, like, we literally got to someone, uh, I think Turin ended up winning. But, like, we literally played through the whole thing in one sitting. And it felt like it went by super fast. I think it took us, like, maybe four hours, five hours for five people to get to the end. Um, so, like, it's, it's a very, very fun mode. It's just such a shame that you can't experience it, really, unless you have uh, people to play with. Yeah. But, you know, I do understand that Total War AI is, like, very complicated. <laughs> it's only designed for, like, very specific things. So yeah. I, I could see how someone being like, hey, could you, like, do AI for this whole other campaign? The AI people are like, no. <laughs> no. Not, not if you want to release this anytime soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, it's an important thing to note, because, like, Total War AI has never been intelligent. The fact that they can try and flank us and so on is a massive step forward. But even then, like, it kind of dubs out. Yeah, well, just thinking um, about the amount of variables the, like, AI has to deal with to make decisions, like, I'm just shocked it works at all, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's so complicated. Um, but anyway, um, so overall, like, the game's good. We hope everyone's enjoying it. Um, it, it, it definitely is missing some critical components. Or like the overall experience obviously the blood pack is a huge one 
and Immortal Empires is also kind of one of those looming... I, I don't know how many people, myself included, are playing and being like, man, this is awesome, but, like, I would love to be playing Lizardman right now. <laughs> or, like, yeah. man, this is awesome, but, man, I wish I was really playing Skaven right now. You know? Um, so, that, uh, but hopefully that's not too far away. Hopefully not, because, uh, like, I, I'm still having fun playing the demons and so on, but I'd love more variety of enemies to fight, because I think that'd be kind of yeah. cool. But, interesting segue, speaking of the immortal empires um something i think we've both made videos about but it's worth talking about on lord beards uh, especially because people watching lord beards for some damn reason may have not seen the videos somehow um nathan you want you want to tell us what showed up yep uh let me just get the image on screen because sometimes things don't work uh so obviously Data mining has been going on a lot. Um, those who follow the channel know that I've been uh, taking part in it. I've had some help from <laughs> damn some... dwarves. Data mining <laughs> the game. We've had some. Uh, I've had some. Actually, it's probably more of a scaven activity, to be honest. Yeah, but I've had a lot of help from. Uh, so I've got to give him thanks, obviously, to Xenon from the SFO team, who has been helping me out. And um, a lot of stuff did appear. Like, for example, almost the world map. <laughs> And um, it's 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 rather exciting, isn't it? Uh, it yeah, is... it's it's a very impressive map, to be honest. Mm, yeah, um, like it is, it is very very close to our wildest dreams realized. Very close, not there, but eh, there's 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 a chance, there's a chance, and it is uh, like I I remember when I first saw this, uh, my 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 jaw dropped. Like I was like. God damn, Lustria is full. Uh, Southlands is full. And then I realized it's like, holy shit, Southern Chaos Waste, Ind, Koresh, which don't look to be playable. Uh, the data mine settlements were already found. Unfortunately, nothing in Ind and Koresh just yet, at least. So we never weirdly, the, the Southern Chaos Waste have provinces and regions drawn onto it. Yeah, everything barring that little bit right below Koresh yeah. as a settlement. Yeah, but like, what a what a gorgeous map. Like, I, granted, they've said that this was a earlier uh, version. This is not the version they're apparently working with currently. Which me, I, I think I could speak for us both when I say that I I think we're both deeply hoping that means they're expanding the map <laughs> further. So, uh, this happened in Mortal Empires too, four years ago. Uh, where they said, oh, no, that's an early thing. So I'm really much thinking that this is pretty much what we're getting at the very beginning, at least. Well, I, I think for the very beginning, it's still it's still a good start. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. in Warhammer 2, they ended up expanding the map substantially uh, and adding yeah. in quite a few little places all over the place. Yeah, they added in the Darklands. They added in uh, the territory where uh, Deathmaster starts, the, uh, the Dragon Isles and all that. So map yeah. expansions are possible. Yeah, and I mean, literally, the only thing missing from the map is there's a little bit... Uh, Nagaroth's western coast is a little cut off. Mm -hmm. uh, we're missing, like, a bit of the shattered shore there, or the broken shore. And then mm -hmm. we're also missing uh, literally just, like, two sets of islands. Yeah. Uh, being Nippon and the Lost Isles of Elephus. Uh, yeah. But other than that, it's literally the entire planet. Yeah. So like, it is quite impressive. Did you see the settlement data mine list? 
um i i saw it i didn't like really look through it just because yeah. it was just a lot of text and i was like i don't have time for this it but is, were there any particular uh, uh jump outs for you well there's like 500 settlements so uh it's 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 going to be that's, fucking big that's a lot yeah um from what has been from Dude, all the data mining is they're, sorry they're gonna need to add in a new campaign victory style like there's gonna need to be short campaign victory long campaign victory and then like fuck you why are you still playing this long <laughs> campaign yeah. victory like it, it looks impressive i'm confused as to why we have settlements in the southern waste though honestly um my bet is they're going to use that to give the demons a more diverse starting time or maybe they'll put some of like the warrior chaos guys down there but yeah to, to me i think it's to do like hey we want to do more chaos but we don't want every single chaos faction in the north yeah like we want some chaos people who can fight lizardmen and skaven right at the start and tomb kings instead yeah. of just being stuck against Dark Elves, Bretonia, and the Empire for all of eternity. Well, there seems to be some some data mining, which hasn't been confirmed yet, because uh, some people might think it's a minor faction. We don't know exactly. Uh, some people are trying to decode it at the moment. But uh, Nakari might start very close to Ulfwan. That makes sense. Be really interesting. Yeah, like I, I would love a campaign like that. I, I would love to just turn them into my vassals and shit. Yeah, dude's got, like, the ultimate hate boner for high elves, I mean. <laughs> exactly. But that that's, uh, like, it is really impressive. I mean, hopefully this means that they have, uh, like, I don't know, man, I keep looking at End and Koresh, and I'm like, it's like, I want it. I want it so DLC. much. DLC? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's, like, so much territory. Like, yeah. why even bother? <laughs> You're gonna fill it in with new races, right? It's just like yeah. Well, there is some more data mining that happened with the cafe and caravans, where because uh, it's not there at the moment, but you can actually send a caravan into Ind. Really? Yeah, yeah, and it gives you a an idol from Ind, so it's like hmm. Yeah, interesting. I mean, like, who knows? Maybe they'll like kind of start being that place a little bit, and maybe that's. Maybe that could literally be what they mean when they say that the map's old. It could be that they're saying that, like, it's not necessarily that the terrain, like, the overall map will be different, but maybe they've been filling in more of it oh. uh, as they've been going. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I, I think End especially would be nice to have because it would make it a little easier to, like, move underneath the Mountains of Morn and do stuff there. Like, I could see Koresh, like, there's no, there's no reason for Koresh to be on there at the start. They could literally just have that be like Athel Lauren in Warhammer 1, where it's this mm -hmm. big impenetrable jungle with fog of war and you just can't go in there. Yeah. Um, but I would like to be able to walk through End. Um, yeah. Just because it's like, it it has that border right there that is a little awkward to fidge around. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think we'll get it as DLC in, like in the future and so on. And the only reason why I'm starting to think of that now is because... Uh, it ties into something that we'll talk about in a little bit with the GW thing, but um, <clears throat> you know why? Uh, why are they? Why is there some hints towards end? Why is there loads of messages about end? Uh, why can a caravan go to end if they don't have it planned? The problem is that CA do have this issue where stuff gets spoiled and they will deny it anyway. Well, they have uh, to. Like what? Like yeah. Like 
we all got to remember that just because they work at the company doesn't mean they don't have to sign NDAs. They still have to sign NDAs. <laughs> like, they legally cannot be like, oh, yeah, End's totally coming to the game. Like, yeah. they have a contract somewhere that says you cannot talk about End. <laughs> yeah. And it's not only that, but, like, uh, a key factor about these NDAs is also there's a certain company involved, which is terrifying, you know? Like, two, I, I would say there are two companies that are terrifying. Yeah, but I'm more scared of GW. <laughs> yeah, but, like, dude, you, I, like, I, I, I don't think Sega would take nicely to finding out that someone's, like, leaking a shit ton of, like, Warhammer stuff from CA. Yeah. Like, even oh, yeah, Sega yeah. would be like, <laughs> Sonic's coming for you. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm hopeful for the future. Seeing a map this big, uh, and it does look like this map isn't going to have the same issues uh, that um, Warhammer Free's main campaign does at the moment. So Tala Beckland hasn't been shrunk down massively and so on, which is bizarre to me that they did that for that game. Um, <laughs> but this might be just... Uh, this might be Mortal Empires map, then expanded further, rather than it's a new map, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, that's what it looks like. Um, yeah. like it, it looks like the Southlands, Lustria... It looks like all of the New World stuff has been heavily tinkered with, but the Old World looks consistent. Yeah, which is good, which is good. Some people put some overlays over it on Reddit and so on, and it looks... It looks like what I wanted. It looks like what I wanted, and I think a lot of people share that sentiment. Um, I just can't wait to see how long the campaign's gonna take. Watch Legend do it in a day. <laughs> He'll find a way. Yeah. Like, like, even if he has to, like, cheese it by, like, changing how long a day is. Like, I... He, that's... <laughs> he, he's just capable of that kind of bullshittery. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... So, um, I, I think that's enough. Well, actually, no, not yet. Let's say... Let's, let's kind of do one thing of, like... So, of the stuff that we see in the world. Let's let's do this two ways. Number 1, what are you the most excited for that looks like it'll be available right when they release Immortal Empires, assuming this is what it's going to be. And number 2, what are you most excited for that will be DLC later based on this map? All right. So, number 1, playing the demon factions again uh, without any constraints of uh, a campaign, because I'm hoping that this is going to be just like the Mortal Empires where we don't have to do the... Well, it doesn't look like we're going to do the realms. Uh, so playing the demon factions again and having like an end time scenario type of thing. Mm -hmm. Where you're trying to take, like really destroy the world. Yeah, like imagine just like joining up, like possibly you'll have to use a mod for it, but like instead of an order tide, having a chaos tide and just seeing how far it can go. Like that sounds... Man, like I, I really hope they do a lot of coding to make it where, like, the Chaos factions actually team up. So, like, if you're playing Order, you're dealing with, like, a super alliance of, like, the Demons and the Beastmen and the the Warriors and Norska. Like, and, yeah. like the Skaven could, I, I could see it being, like, they might be allies, they might not, depending on how your playthrough is going. Um, but, uh, like, I really want there to be a Chaos alliance. Yeah. Well, it would be cool if we had, like, a, a semi- um which i think we'll probably get round about the end of the lifespan of the game which oh, would semi. be oh um, yeah dude this map totally gives me a semi <laughs> yeah. like, i mean like a, a like a semi end time so like get all the order factions together um have this is like a, right at the near end of the campaign so say like two turn 300 or whatever uh get all the chaos factions together get all the uh like the uh, green skin factions together possibly joining up with the ogres because grimgore 
and then get all the undead factions joining up together if we ever get Nagash and just have an end time scenario. That would just be fun. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I do, I do hope they do a good job of making it where like the AI kind of naturally gravitates towards teams. Yeah. Um, and we we really get to see what happens there. But, yeah. Um, okay. So what what about thing something that's not possible on this expanded map that you're most excited for? Uh, I would love like what what do you mean like a like a race pack or yeah. So 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 it can't be something from Cathay. The Southern Chaos Waste or the old map. So like an area they haven't drawn in yet. Yeah. Uh which I one mean, are you the most excited for? Uh probably Ind, I'd say more than anything. Uh Koresh sounds really, really cool. And like we're likely to get it because like they they'll want to do something interesting and you know, if when it comes to stuff like uh from GW's perspective, I think they like doing monsters more than people because they do people too much. <laughs> yeah. But um, I would love End. I think End would be really cool because we do have a decent amount of established lore. And it's, mm -hmm. it points towards a land of a thousand gods. So I'm thinking a mixture of humans and like intelligent beastmen, like obviously the tiger men. Uh, maybe even some other type of stuff, like because uh, I was talking to Party Elite about this because obviously he's really keen on that, mm. and we we were just chatting like, oh, what if they did like uh, really strong Tiger Men as a frontline monstrous infantry type, and then you're supporting it with kind of like old school, um, it's going into history a bit like a gunners but like kind of like muskets and so on like kind of when like britain had india in a sense so using that influence it's like that would be really really cool and what about uh like loads what about like a, a maybe one type of uh one new law of magic which would be focused around uh buffs more than anything but like really like kind of like if yin and yang but if yin and yang were together so if you would uh, buff up a monster like one of the godlike creatures you would get something different to when you buffed up a human hmm. does that make sense yeah man, that would be complicated but it'd be really interesting to see that play out yeah i mean it would just be cool i, I just love the idea of more human factions i know people find it boring but there are so many different factions that were introduced in Warhammer Fantasy Law, and we've had fuck all from them, like five <laughs> sentences at yeah. most. Um, well, no, and and like I I think for me especially, um, getting to see other like major cultures really get their their showman in fantasy is just like it's so kick ass because that's such a great way to introduce people to the hobby. Mm -hmm. of, the, of like finding out like oh like you think this like religious history is really cool or you think this particular like you know famous era of, area of the world is really cool or this particular historical era we've got a race for you you know yeah um, i mean there's that, so much that potential. perfect gateway drug <laughs> yeah and there's so much potential because if you think about it this way it would work with age of sigma too because if you have them for old world because if they come for warhammer 3 they're likely to have armies in old world right because it's the only we've we've seen that with cafe now. Yeah, which and we'll like, talk about in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, you know, then you can use them for cities of Sigma. GW makes more money out of it, and <laughs> yeah, like, they make bank. Yeah, they they, they want money. Easy, the <laughs> easiest cross play in the universe. Exactly. Um, they make forty k look like a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but um uh, yeah so i will say for me um when it comes to the the uh, expanded map I, I think the thing i'm most excited for is full lustria and full southlands to spread everybody out so it's not the lustria bowl anymore like there's like you know put techless back on the other side of the continent let like everyone just have some breathing room so they can have interesting campaigns and being able to go into the ocean around yeah. the continents i think is going to yeah. be so exciting yeah you um, can sneak through with agents and so on. like the ocean is going to be so much more important um and like you're actually going to be able to more reliably control ocean lanes of mm -hmm. like controlling especially like the ocean areas that are underneath the continents um mm -hmm. like that's gonna be so much more interesting uh playing as like faction the, the races that like oh we get bonuses when we fight at sea the bigger the world gets the more valuable that becomes yeah um so i i'm so excited to get more just more land and more ocean and then uh this and of course honestly for me probably you know funny enough the feature i'm the most excited about for total War warhammer 3 going to total War warhammer uh expanded is the save lord and hero system yeah of like now i could start an oxyodal campaign and grab literally my character insert the troglodon hero and i could just port him or to my other wizardman campaigns and i that's really cool i'm really excited for that mm. or like uh, like but just like i I've had so many campaigns where I get like a really badass character, um, either generic lord or generic hero, and it's like, man, it sucks that this character just exists in this campaign. And I don't get to take him with me. So yeah. I, I think being able to take him with us is going to be so fun. Yeah, uh, like it's it's a minor feature, but it has so much reach as far as allowing you to develop your own stories. Yeah, um, which I think is really cool. Hmm. And then uh, I think for the combined map, honestly, um, I think I'm more I'm most excited for the Naga of Koresh, um, because they are such a clean slate. Like we know less about them than anyone else. the Red Host, and what we do know about them is like terrifying. You know where it's like, oh, you have the Blood Naga Queens, so we know like it's you know we we've got this matriarchal society that's super into blood magic that worships chaos they have terrifying snake creatures and uh, i, I want to read a fun excerpt here in just a little bit um, when we're talking about the old world a bit um that has to do with uh games workshop or uh, sorry cubicle seven um the warhammer fantasy roleplay guys snuck in a very very exciting lore tidbit about the naga of koresh in a recent publication um mm -hmm. which i i will read out for everyone when we get to that segment but uh, before that, um, you want to talk about Chaos Dwarfs? Yeah, I mean, it's a big topic lately. A lot of people have been, like, uh, excited, especially because data mining, uh, <laughs> once again. <laughs> Every developer's <Yeah>. favorite thing. <laughs> I mean, if they didn't want that stuff to be found, they could have removed it, you know? I know. know. It's, just, it's just funny to make... It's just easy to make fun of it. Yeah. But... Um, it's really exciting because not only do we know that Chaos Dwarves have quite a little bit already in, like, um, obviously, uh, Xenon, once again to the rescue, found the rigging for the Great Taurus, which was uh, quite interesting. Oof. Oof. That, that, yeah, sounds, really. that sounds awfully sexy. Yeah. And then, obviously, uh, we found out there's advice for two legendary lords. Uh, we've heard one, but we haven't heard the other. 
Then we found out that there's uh, advice for a character who might be someone else. We don't know exactly who it is just yet. It mentions that Chaos Dwarves are nearby. Um, it's, it's got a lot of potential. It's got a lot of potential. Whether this means we get two Legendary Lords or more, we don't know. Maybe they were just testing with two Legendary Lords. But uh, shall we go with the one that we, the faction that we already know? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so they confirmed the Legion of Asgore, which uh, for me is big hype because that was Forge World money, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and it makes perfect sense with the, because I mean, we've got Tarmacon models in the Nurgle army uh, mm -hmm. the, with the Plague Toads and the Pox Riders. So the fact that, once again, Tarmacon stuff is showing up with the Legion of Osgore, which was the Tarmacon. Um, chaos dwarf supplement essentially yeah it wasn't the full army so to speak but it was it was it was like a sl it was just short of like a, a full roster for the chaos dwarves yeah and it was pretty tasty like <laughs> beautiful oh. minis. beautiful minis and obviously overpowered because forge world <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, i mean it was overpowered but hey you had to pay for that power like, I, I, someone showed up with a Legion of Osgore army, you were like, someone's got pockets. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, son, that costs you how much? Um, Dreadbreak water, jeez. Yeah, um, it's it's an absolutely uh, gorgeous army, and uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm so excited. So yeah. I, I like, they're legitimate. Of, of the, like, like, honestly, when it comes to, like, the Vampire Coast, the Chaos Dwarves, Norska, like, the kind of, like, not fully developed races. Um, the Chaos Wars are the ones I've always been the most excited to see. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, it, it really seems like we're so close. Yeah. Um, which will we'll include links um, in like the descriptions and stuff. But there's a, there's a YouTuber by the name of Mamba King uh, who has the audio lines, which you can find on his YouTube channel. Uh, and it's, it's literally just the advisor like it's it's i think it's like 35 seconds and it's yeah. one line of him talking like nathan said to an unknown faction warning them about the chaos dwarfs and then the other one is him talking to the legion of asgore it seems yeah um now my guess i actually bet that he's not talking to a specific faction the one where he's warning about the chaos dwarfs i actually am thinking that's a piece of dialogue because it's so generic i think that's something they're gonna tack on the races around the chaos dwarf starting locations that'll just be added on top of what they already have yeah i mean both of them uh both of the cuts um which i used for my own videos too and obviously i credited him um they're they are cut they are cut they don't say the character because normally when the advisor addresses you he he addresses you you know yeah the, the uh, yeah the, the 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 legendary lord yeah yeah so um, they're, they're cut. It could be that they were left in the files because of that, because uh, trying to um, cut through those audio files, uh, the way they CA have encrypted it is very difficult, even even for myself who knows audio engineering and so on. Uh, but like, it is, it is uh, very complicated. So it's possible that they left it there just as a little bit of a hint for the future. Um, I don't know, man, like... It makes me think that we might, like, well, for the Chaos Dwarf, if it's the Legion of Asgore, it's definitely, uh, what's his name, Drazorf or something uh, yeah, like that? Yeah, Drazorf the Ashen. Yeah. And then for this, it could, the other one, it could literally be Boris, because Boris starts in the Darklands, you know? It would make the most sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
but it, it's exciting, man, because uh, I, I, I don't know. Like, the only thing that concerns, concerns me about the Chaos Dwarfs right now is are they going to look big hats? Or are they going to be uh, the industrial look? Or is it going to be a nice little healthy mix? I, I imagine it'll be a mix based on, mm. like, how they've been doing everything. But, there, mm. I mean, there's no way to know. Yeah. Um. But uh, and, okay, and you said there was a there was a a Taurus or like a Great Taurus or a Bale Taurus rig. Yeah. Um. So, what, uh, sorry. Go ahead. The rig itself, uh, because uh, this is something very important for people to know, because uh, I get fights about it a lot. But um, rigs get reused. So originally, the original skeleton is the ox from uh cafe. Mm-hmm. However, this rig specifically has wings. Uh, so it's the ox, it's a cow, but it's got wings and so on. And it's linked to Chaos Dwarves, as far as the modders in question have told me. Um, so this is likely that we're going to see the Great Taurus or the Bale Taurus in its smaller form. And for people who would be like, oh, we're not going to see the massive Forge World one, that's probably going into the Ashen's unique mount. Kind of like how Griffin's... Uh, for the elves look different to Deathclaw, you know? Yeah, could do something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's exciting because obviously that's a very popular mount and obviously that can then be a um, that can then be a, a monster unit and all that. It's uh, the, the rigging thing for people who don't know, put it this way, Malagor and Kazrak both have the exact same rig. The only difference is Malagor has a wing attached to it. Yeah, they 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 heavily reuse uh, skeletons. Acid. Like yeah. it is it is all over the damn place. Um, yeah. An interesting I I won't say who, but an interesting conversation I remember having with a developer um, around the time of the release of Total War Warhammer Two is I remember having a discussion about um, the the Horned One Riders because in if you play tabletop fantasy, if you if you said to somebody Horned One Riders, they would think skinks. Because if you played, there was Tichihuichi's Raiders, which were a regiment of renown, but if you played the Southlands Lizardman list, you could just take Skink Horned One Riders as a generic unit. Um, they were one of your special units. You could have like a shitload of them. Yeah. Um, so when they revealed Horned One Riders, I thought we were getting the Skink ones. Um, mm. But it turned out it was the Saurus Riders, which is not unprecedented, though in uh, Tabletop, you could only take a Saurus on a Horned One as a character mount. Yeah. Um, but they expanded it to be the unit. And I remember talking to the devs and being like, why isn't it the skinks? Like, couldn't, couldn't y'all just use the skink animation? And they couldn't. And the reason was, is that there wasn't a skink skeleton that interacted with a cold one skeleton. They only had the skink skeletons for the pterodon and the, uh, the, the flying mounts, um, not the, um, the ground ones. That is actually... Interestingly, that's no longer the case, as when they added the Prophet and the Warlock, they created a Skink um, Rider for the Horned One, because the Red Crested Skink Chief can take it as a mount. Uh, mm -hmm. So I am still hoping, sincere, very sincerely, that we can actually get access to those Skink Horned One Riders at some point as a unit. Um, yeah. But, but that that's just to go to show, like... There's a there's a lot of skeleton recycling going on, um, and like you'll be it, like it it just shows up all over the place. Like the Kithain dragons very heavily are inspired from the Kotal, or the Kotal was at least a test drive for them. 
I think the yeah. dragons work much better than the Codal does, so hopefully the Codal will get an up an update uh when we get Lizardman and Warhammer 3. But um like it it's just the it, like it's it's a way to save cost, but the game is so like goddamn big, I don't blame them at all. Like this just it's just the way the, the system works. Yeah, it's uh, like that's why a lot of people were already uh, speculating. Say, for example, when the Gorgon was added in, it's like, oh yeah, we're going to get Keepers of Secrets because this is obviously going to use the same skeleton. Yeah, and that's that's very likely the case. I think they actually have a almost identical running animation where the the mm -hmm. blade arms are like Naruto run back, and then the main arms are forward. Yeah, um, it's just that the Keeper of Secrets run faster. Yeah, <laughs> and obviously they have different animations uh, yeah. that seem built, and that may not, and like it, it can be difficult to tell, but like you can, if you look carefully, you can often see inspirations and similar yeah. systems and stuff. Mm -hmm. But in any event, um, something random I'm gonna bring up. This is totally this. Is, well, I didn't put this on the schedule because I just remembered it. Have you <laughs> seen that they've actually added a green skin mount in Warhammer Three? I, I the did. Characters I did. on the chariots. <laughs> I, I did, and uh, there seems to be possibly more. Um, it's not confirmed just yet, but yeah, the the wolf chariots there now for the big boss. Um, yeah, and I think there's more boar chariots for the um, some of the. Uh, I think it's the orc war boss and the black orc big boss. Yeah. So there's there's does seem to be a few mounts and. Uh, Nobody's too sure why some uh, some modders are actually data mining through it because sometimes unlocking that information is quite difficult. But um, it's very curious, isn't it? Yeah, and it's it's not a surprise. Uh, I think it's been covered on quite a few videos, like Mandalore's review video. Uh, but there's also been some surprisingly notable graphical updates to a lot of the Warhammer One and Warhammer Two, mostly Warhammer One models. So like yeah. clearly they've been chunking away at a lot of the older stuff. Yeah, I mean it was very obvious when you compared one to two that one was getting a bit old, mm -hmm. um, but now it looks a bit more updated. For some reason, Michael Franz looks like he's just like a fresh newborn baby, though he's very. <laughs> Chisel that chin. <laughs> he is very it's, it's probably, very pink. It's probably some kind of weird lighting update. If there's one thing they like fucking around with between games, it's lighting. Yeah, but like, I don't know, maybe they're like the speculation going on from people in the community is that uh, maybe we're going to get a few mounts uh, for maybe one or two races when the Immortal Empires comes out. Hey, in I'd be form. down for it. Yeah, like, they want to do like a few. Yeah, I remember being kind of shocked we didn't get chariot greenskin characters with um, Grom. That seems mm. like it would have been an easy addition, but maybe, maybe they've kind of had that sitting in the back. And yeah. are just and are just and just got to a point where they're like, okay, somebody finished it, so let's just throw it in there. It, it's yeah. just it's just funny seeing these kind of unceremonious updates <laughs> just in the game. Like and they don't even mention it or anything. Yeah, I mean it's exciting. Uh, we don't know exactly what they want to do, but the new mount is big hype, for, especially for Gobbo players, and Gobbos are generally quite popular. No, I just I love having themed armies. Yeah. Like I if I'm like I would love to have like an army of orcs that's led by like a dude on a chariot and like being able to put the big bosses on chariots is super nice like mm -hmm. a goblin big boss on a wolf chariot and an orc uh black orc big boss on a boar chariot that's kick-ass like that adds a whole new dimension to those characters yeah 
And uh, there was speculation again uh, falling around that we might get the reason why we might be getting the Gobbo chariot is because it might be for a certain other Gobbo faction. Oh, it could be. Could be Hobgoblin related. That's true. Because mm, they, they, they're big on walls. Yes. Um, and we will, we will talk about them in just a bit. Um, yeah. Let's see. What else is... What do we have next on the agenda? Oh, actually, no. We can talk about it now. <laughs> so we've got uh, the old world. So let me pull up my yeah, let me picture just here. Uh, where is it? Yeah, so um, Games Workshop put out a pretty hefty post basically showing off uh, a lot of the Warhammer world. Um, they even included a hilariously garbage map from like 1st edition or 3rd edition or something uh, back in the 80s. But uh, they showed us this sexy, sexy new map uh, for Grand Cathay, uh, which just shows how absolutely titanic it is, mm -hmm. uh, and also shows how squished Warhammer 3 is. <laughs> but because, uh, like, the Warpstone Desert is just massive on this map. Mm -hmm. um, but it is, it's a beautiful map. Uh, and they have a lot of really cool little icons that are, are very fun to analyze. Like there's, you, there are some beastmen icons down in the, uh, the forest. We can see like the dragon lake and you can see the, uh, Weijin, the dragon river. They've got mm -hmm. the, a lot of the, the terracotta, uh, statues marked out. Uh, and they've, they've got for us that we got, uh, Jin Yang, who of course is the celestial dragon emperor represented kind of in the center of Cathay. And then we've got um, Yao Ying and Zhao Ming, obviously, because those are the two they really want to show off with Total War Warhammer 3. Um, yeah. But, like, it, it really looks like the entirety of Cathay is developed. Uh, we yeah. just don't get to see it yet on this map. And, um, of course, uh, there's, there's a pretty fascinating upgrade to North of the Great Wall, which is that north of the Great Bastion, um, we see they've actually kind of fleshed out the Eastern Steps much more interestingly, mm -hmm. having the Kazogs and the Hung um, being the dominant forces north of the Great Wall. However, mm -hmm. north of the Stone Sky Mountains, we have the grounds, the ruling grounds of the Hobgoblin Khanate. Big hype. Big hype. Who have been showing up a lot in Warhammer the Old World. Like, practically every single Warhammer the Old World update has a mention of the Hobgoblin Conate. Mm -hmm. um, or just actively name drops them. Yeah. Um, like, we saw them on the Kislev map. If you go if you go look at the full Kislev map, you can see the Hobgoblin Conate uh, up at the top right. Uh, once you get out of the Kislevite territory. Um, but it, it seems like they are absolutely going to be coming in as a major faction. Yeah, like uh, it's it's kind of exciting, uh, <clears throat> mainly because you know hobgoblins were for some reason, and I don't understand it. They were always widely requested. Uh, I I I uh, and I'm probably going to get cannibalized for this, but I just I don't see <laughs> why they're so popular because it, it it's goblins. Hey, you and me both, man. 
We're we're both in that boat. I don't I don't get it. Like it's like why don't you just play Greenskins? And they're just like no Hobgoblins. Like okay, play Chaos Horse. They're like no, I want a whole Hobgoblin faction. It's like what? Why? <laughs> yeah. And now it's it's odd because they they did do um, like you you mentioned they they mentioned them all the time. Then they mentioned another Hobgoblin unit which we've had in law, but uh, these were the Hobhounds. Yes, so Hobhounds. This is going to be like really exciting because if they get their own book or at the very least a supplement you know especially since we know that hobgoblins exist in age of sigmar too that's a that's a very big interesting thing it's like well what, what what's happening why what, what what could be coming you know yeah well and man the old world like they're fleshing out uh, i will say getting cathay is a huge relief because my biggest fear with Warhammer the Old World was that it was just going to be the Old World to start, and they weren't going to expand outside of that. Cathay yeah. is hilariously far out. <laughs> yeah. Like, we haven't even, they haven't even given us a map of the Darklands or the Mountains of Morn yet. Like, they yeah. haven't shown us anything between Cathay and the rest of them. So I'm really thinking it's that, I, although obviously I don't think they may show us the entire thing right away, I do strongly believe that um, Warhammer the Old World is going to be the entire planet. Like, Warhammer yeah. the Old World is not about the Old World. It's about the Warhammer Fantasy planet. Yeah. Uh, at different so, at different stages in time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I had that theory from the very beginning when they announced the Old World because they had that interview with uh, Ben and Andy, uh, Hall, not Hall, and uh, they said, oh, Warhammer the Old World is going to be what 30k is to uh, 40k. I was like, oh. And then I was like thinking, eh, maybe they'll just do everything that's already there because then they can just keep selling us this, the up unupdated Lizardmen models and so on. <laughs> yeah. But this this looks very interesting. Obviously, Please God, once plastic they... minis. Please, God, plastic <laughs> minis. <laughs> Please. Once they announced uh, Cafe for Warhammer 3, I was like, we're definitely getting this for Old World. It's the only thing that makes sense. And then they started showing off uh, cafe and art because they've been showing off old old art for cafe and not outright confirming cafe. Mm. And I got into so many arguments. It's like, look, it's got the old world logo on it, dumbass. Like this is this oh, dude, is coming, dude. We there there's so many like I say this with all the love of my heart. There's so many stupid people in this community. <laughs> they just don't believe us, man. I told them Boris was going to be in the game. Didn't believe me. We told them Andy Koresh were going to be in the game. Didn't believe mm -hmm. us. Bunch of dummies. Yeah. Bunch of dummies. <laughs> it, it, it's like, told it them, was coming. We told them that Warriors of Chaos and Demons of Chaos are going to be se separate. Didn't believe us. Bunch of dummies. Bunch of dummies. Well, <laughs> it's just like, it, it's the thing. It's like, I, I know Cafe is coming at this point. We know it's coming. Like, the, GW is not going to invest time making a book. And then doing artwork and then putting all this time and effort. Because this costs money, man. These This costs a lot of money. And yeah, they don't, they don't give a shit about the video game. game. <laughs> Plus yeah, it's advertising for something they're going to do. They don't give a damn. <laughs> yeah. Which gives me hope that a Vampire Coast uh, book will come out. Oh, they have to. They have to. I, uh, they have to. Because I, I will cry. <laughs> I will cry. Oh, speaking of vampires. Just a random heads up for anyone listening. Um... For pre-order this week and next week, um, for two weeks, Cursed City is on pre-order. It is a super fun game. And they have 100% confirmed that this current pre-order is a made-to-order run. 
So if you order it, you'll get it 100%. You might not get it for like a month or two, but you're going to get it. I can tell you from personal experience, it is a stupidly fun game. Mm -hmm. um, it's a bit of a bitch to set up um, like a session, but when you get into a session, it's a ton of fun. Um, also, they've confirmed that later, so probably in the summer or fall, it will be returning as a regular release, so you won't have to pre-order it anymore. And they're going to be releasing expansions for it. Um, I just wanted to bring that up because it is it is a I I would hate for people to miss out on the game. It is yeah. a very hardcore dungeon crawler um, with a lot with nine playable characters uh, who have very different play styles, and it's a ton of fun. And I if if you have any interest in board games, I'd highly recommend it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. But, I just had to. I just. I just yeah, yeah. That. No, no, no. I know because it's one of those things that just disappear. Uh, but cafe is going to be exciting. I mean, we like for legendary lords. Uh, well, lord options in uh, tabletop aspects. I'm curious to see what they'll do with transformation and so on. Because you know, uh, they'll just do it like they did Morthy. I that was basically a test run for it. AOS Morthy mm -hmm. had a transformation mechanic. That's true, that's you would true, just, yeah. You would just pop her ability and it would say, okay, remove her model from the table and put her other model on the table within X amount of inches. Hell, we did that in Fantasy with Transformation of Caden. Remove the wizard and put the monster wizard like within six inches. It was the same thing. Well, the wizard would still stay in the battlefield, though. Because you could snipe him. Not in 8th in edition, you replace the wizard. You would turn into the monster. Really? Yeah. So yeah, I, never, I never really used that. Um... Yeah, no, you wouldn't keep the monster on the table. The wizard became the monster. So the wizard's stat line was the monster stat line. If the monster oh, dies, yeah. the wizard dies. Right, right. See, that, that lore of magic is something that I... Like, let's be honest, it's a shitty lore of magic. Uh, lore, lore of Beast could be okay, but it was definitely not as good. I will say, Bretonia, it could be scary because they would yeah. use Transformation of Caden on their damsels. So you'd be mm -hmm. like, oh, it's just a damsel, and it would turn into like a fucking dragon <laughs> just like <laughs> but um... yeah but then you'd have to like transform and then if you're playing against empire the cannon turns around and well the 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 thing that was super funny about it is that if you transformed in a unit you would stay in the unit <laughs> so like you would still get like weird rules um but the the real problem is that in your opponent's magic phase it was a remains in play spell so he would just dispel it and then you turn back yeah. to a wizard and die it was, a, uh, it was a it was a good Hail Mary spell, but that's all it was that's all it was good for. Yeah, yeah no, Lord Beast was terrible, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only good spells was like maybe Amber Spear in specific circumstances and Wizen's Wild Form was okay. The rest of them yeah. were pretty Anyway, so, uh <laughs> what do you think about uh there's a running theory right now. <laughs> um so we're gonna go real big tin hat for uh foil hat type of thing. I, and a few others now, think that obviously uh, the Cafe Army book that was supposedly written for 8th is not written for 8th. Oh, that was written for the Old World? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. I mean, they, they've said that the new edition is going to be, like, pretty close to 8th. It's just going to have, like, some other rules from older editions. Yeah, like, just get rid of Steadfast. Yeah, well, yeah, steadfast, but, like, I'm kind of almost expecting them to bring back maybe the old magic system where you had, like, cards and stuff, but um, I could see that as a possibility, but, mm. um, yeah, no, I don't believe for a second that they're like, oh, yeah, we made an 8th edition book and then totally stopped. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I do believe that there's probably an 8th edition version of the book. 
that has like okay here are the characters that are alive during eighth edition um that might include like you know if they have like a kung fu master character might only exist during the modern timeline and not during the old world timeline no unless they just change his name uh simple as that they could literally just go they'll have a kung fu like master type of thing call him master something That's true or you know they could do what they did in the old books which is like just have characters that weren't alive during that time and just be like fuck it you can still use them <laughs> you can still use them yeah i mean it's, it's it, i always kind of hated that because it was confusing i don't but... i don't think it's confusing like it's fun like i liked that if you play vampire counts you could play with vlad and isabella yeah but wasn't it in sick for was it fifth that you could have magnus the pious and it's uh, like that was definitely not in sixth could have been fifth, but like there was one that you could play as Magnus. It's like, but he's dead a long well, time I mean, now. Uh, I don't, I think they stopped it maybe in eighth, but you used to be able to play with multiple Manfred von Karstein profiles because you could play as Manfred the Acolyte or Manfred yeah. von Karstein. Um, yeah. Which is like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> mm. Like, I, 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 I think as long as the character's iconic, who cares? Yeah. But if we do get like, um, like this book released uh basically anything that we do see for that book will essentially be dlc for cafe i think yeah which right? is probably why they're not going to release it for a hot while yeah because i would just immediately give up the game as far yeah. as like everything like ah now we get to know what onyx chroman look or mini-eyed onyx chroman look like and one-horned ogres and you know the other dragon kids and all this other crap exactly and, yeah, yeah the monkey king and all the you know just all this stuff that's going to be in there yeah <laughs> um but god i want that book so bad i would Same. i would gla i would pay hundreds of dollars for that book and not even wow. blink an eye like i wouldn't even feel bad i'd be like this was money well spent <laughs> yeah so people don't realize how uh bad the addiction is to tabletop stuff especially for us uh, old god oh yeah well i mean how how long how long have we lived scrapping you know, digging for scraps in a, a dead world, <laughs> trying to keep it going. Pretty much, pretty much. It's and been now a we're like, we're on the cusp of its resurrection, like full resurrection. And it's mm. like, man, fucking crazy times. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, there, there, there is, there is so much exciting stuff. Yeah. Um. So speaking of future content. I would like to read you a really cool excerpt mm -hmm. uh, that I think you will find super interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so there was a book recently published by Cubicle 7. The physical copies haven't gone on yet, but the digital copies have gone out. Yeah. Um, called The Imperial Zoo. And The Imperial Zoo features a bunch of monsters that have been updated to the modern lore um, for the roleplay game. And you and I are both keen, and we've talked about it on the show before, that... Yeah. Anything the other Warhammer Fantasy companies are doing is of interest, you know, um, mm. including Cubicle 7. Like, a lot of the times, you know, we've seen that they are releasing stuff that then comes out. Like, we knew about Cathay because of Cubicle 7 before we did anywhere else. Yeah. Um, and so check out this excerpt. So do you remember the Dreadmaw from the Monstrous Arcanum? Yes, yes. I've actually got uh, one of them. Right, so in in fantasy, the Dreadmaw is just this giant worm thing. It, it it's literally like one of the tr monsters from Tremors, um, except for it's like way grosser and has way more teeth. 
and it mm -hmm. just like it it pops out of the ground and eats you if it senses your vibrations and if you're a monster it can literally burrow into you and eat you from the inside which is fucking disgusting and awesome so check out this um they've added a new lore tidbit uh so there's a posted note by one of the characters here that uh that's from a uh, a wizard of the jade college and it says the following there are those within my order that believe the dread maw in fact originally comes from the distant hinterlands of koresh nightmarish tales involving the fabled blood naga queens say that the dread maw were created not born created to prevent easy travel from the west such tales could be entirely dismissed as irrelevant hearsay if not for the fact that a cult dedicated to those distant horrors was uncovered in sylvania just a few years ago one that had been attempting to enact a terrible blood ritual that would summon a dreadmaw even unto the empire itself so the dreadmaws are now scientific creations of the blood naga very interesting because if we go because they originally had the, lore yeah they were just like random chaos waste beasties yeah they uh like so i'm on the uh warhammer uh warhammer fantasy wiki which seems to have been updated with uh with that because my book is in the back god this is such a pretty model um yeah, it says that they were, uh, you know, the, the basic thing, because obviously they copy-paste from the army book, well, the supplement. Dreadmoor is a terrifyingly powerful subterranean creature which has haunted the mires of tainted sludge and ooze that stretch across the vast expanse of the Chaos Waste. So yeah, we, we always saw these as a, uh, a creature of chaos, but... Uh... So check out, check out the list of creatures that they include in the supplement that we don't have in Total War Warhammer, okay? So the creatures they added, they've got the Dreadmaw. Um they uh and I'll I'll just I'll just focus on the ones that I think are relevant to Total War Warhammer. So like the Stirpike, eh. Um but so you got the Dreadmaw, the uh Camellio leeches, the finworms, the giant swamp snakes. Uh so the finworms are back um night ravens which are like demonic bird creatures of nightmare that like supposedly don't exist the praetin is back uh cockatrice chimera great taurus the trigara which is the giant praying mantis monster which actually got an upgrade in this book it's bigger than it used to be carry on uh without me for a sec sure um the Murworm is back, and the Shard Dragon. Microphone? I can hear you. You did this mic. Well, no, anyways, you, no, you carry didn't. on, carry on. No, no, you didn't. So, um, those are all fascinating creatures that I think there is a super, super high chance will be appearing in Total War Warhammer 3 um for various races like i would i would have the eyes out for uh for merworms probably for the high elves um shard dragons for the dwarves um dreadmaws for the naga of koresh when they arrive really you went to go get the <laughs> 
Why? 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 Is why? Why? Why would you go to go get the monstrous arcanum? I have got it like right there. Well, well I, I'm more confused as to why this was in my kitchen. I, I mean, I can't answer that for you. <laughs> yeah, Praetons for beastmen. Like, I, I think a lot of these beasties will be showing up in the near future. Yeah, th this is a. Uh... Very curious, because I'm trying to find this stuff in relation to thingies, so it's, uh... God, I love this book so much. Uh, trying to find the... They also did the... mermaids. They actually did a lot of interesting sea creatures, too, which makes me kind of think maybe fishmen are actually possible. Like, we got sirens, not sirenes, because sirenes are the Vampire Coast version. They did sirens slash mermaids. And they're fucking terrifying, by the way. <laughs> the profile's nasty. Well, I, I think because uh, uh, there was a rumor going around that they uh, <clears throat> that GW kind of just wanted to flesh out everything that they established. So, like, they they just kind of want to finish off possible factions and so on. Like, mermaids would be kind of fucking cool, man. Yeah, but hey, dude. Every time Andy Hall, we've had him on, and he memes about fish people, it gives me hope, dude. Like, I know it is, like, the furthest of furthest reaches but like I have, I I I hold the faith. <laughs> I hold the faith. Oh damn! This is a bit. There we go, Dreadmore. Sorry. Fuck. So, yeah, it, it doesn't really. Yeah, yeah, because look, as a creature of the northern wastes, consistent exposure to the taint of chaos leaves no two Dreadmore uh, alike. So yeah, big, 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 yeah, big, big. It's a retcon. It's a big one. Too. Yeah, but I like it. Like the Dreadmaw looks like a big serpent. <laughs> it makes sense that I love the idea that the Naga unleashed it as like a deterrent. Like it's literally basically like a way to antagonize people trying to go east. Yeah, to keep like, them out. You know, it's a big, big, big thing. Like uh, I'll put it on. Oh, God, finding an image of a bloody dread, uh, dread, uh, Dreadmaw at the moment is a. Uh... Yeah, for, for me, it feels great because it actually gives the Dreadmaw a faction. Like, the Dreadmaw is one of the monsters of the Monsters Arcanum that doesn't really belong to anybody. It's just kind of there. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's on screen right now for people watching on my side. I mean, it's such a pretty miniature, man. Like, in a, yeah, and it makes sense. In a disgusting whole, way, yes. Like, <laughs> like rows of teeth and all that. I mean, god damn. So, any other creature you think from the... Um... From the monster Arcanum that could be part of Koresh? Uh, Koresh? No, I think that's it. I don't know. That man, being maybe said, maybe... I do think every single monster from Monsters Arcanum would be in the game. I mean, the Basilisk could kind of fit, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it could. I, I would kind of expect to see the Basilisk with the Beastmen, but I could. It is. It's lizardy enough <laughs> that I could see it. That is, uh,. So exciting. You know what I really want from this book, though? More than anything? Hmm. The Etten. Yeah, the, yeah, the Cursed Etten joining Norska. Yeah. Get that, get that so boy cool. in there. You know, so cool. you know what mm -hmm. I want? You know what I want? I want the three incarnate elementals to be Araby. I want those to be the Jinn. Oh, yes. Like, that dude, would be they're, so fucking they're, cool. They're perfect. They're sick. Yeah. Oh, that would be so fucking Oh, cool. you know, no, there's one more monster I think would join the Nagas, the Fenworm. Fenworm, yeah. It's not, in the monsters, it's not in the Monsters Arcanum, it's in the old Warhammer Fantasy roleplay books. 
right it's, it's, right. it's like it's the fin worm is considered the swamp dragon but it's literally just a giant snake that's all it is it's a this giant is, pissed off snake this is so exciting like they have so much uh to go through like i, I barely look at this book anymore mainly because let's be honest the, also, the rules for this for, were also fucking I, shit. um there's a there's a supplement coming out um that's about the the winds of magic you know what monster is confirmed to be in that book Famir mm-hmm. matriarchs <laughs> like it's happening it's ha- it's happening do <laughs> you think uh they'll be shoehorned into Oscar? yes they fucking better be i mean it would be kind of cool if we had sub factions right yeah dude just i just like i don't even need them to be a generic lord even if i only get like a legendary lord Famir matriarch i would take it no they need a generic option too it's kind of like how frog right now just sucks because you can't really yeah, you, could do, you could do uh you could do famir nobles because they're in the monstrous arcanum the famir noble is which is the lord level version yeah so then we'd have matriarch legendary lord famir noble as the lord famir bale fiend as the hero and then you'd have the units and then for the generic caster hero, give us the shaman sorcerer chieftain or the whatever the hell you'd be called. Oh, the one from uh, roleplay. Uh, no, actually from third edition. Sure, <laughs> I was just making something up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 there was a shaman in third edition. There was a shaman in third. It's like, I've been going back a lot to. Yeah, third like we edition. have shaman sorcerers. We just need a lord level version. And you know what the hell? Give us Sail the Faithless. I'd take him. Dude, I would, but like, I would kill for him. I would absolutely kill for him, but just don't give him the dog shit treatment that fucking Krell has with Heinrich. Because you obviously have Yeah. Nightmaw's like Nightmaw's so like not impressive though. (laughs) He's fucking cool. No, he's fucking cool. No, he's cool, but like I don't see why he wouldn't need to be a summon. Like he's so he's so haggard. He's literally just a chaos spawn. (laughs) And skill points on something that should be with him already. Like 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 Krell to me, like I could see the argument because Krell's like an actual character. Like Nightmod to me just kind of feels like a goofy attachment. I don't know, man. I love his miniature. I actually use it over. <laughs> now I use it over said, I think what could be really cool is imagine if they gave Sile the Faithless like the Chaos War Shrine mount from the Warriors of Chaos mm. book, but Nightmaw's what's carrying him on the altar instead of That'd the regular cool. guys. Like that could be really cool. That'd be cool. I mean, I, I I want the shrine so bad. Like we've got it with the mammoths and all that, which is fine. But like, oh, it's not the, the same. I want the I want I the know, ugly yeah. mutant dudes carrying it. Exactly. Like it would just be so fucking awesome. It's an evocative. But, it's an evocative piece. <laughs> yeah. But do you think if we ever get Sail, he'll go to Norska then? Uh, I I think so. I mean, he's he's a tribal guy more than anything. But he's not. Uh, he's not Norska. No, he's not Norskin. He's Dor Do- Drew something. It starts with a D, like yeah. Dorgan or Dor. But like his whole thing is that he doesn't have a tribe because yeah. he like backstabbed his tribe. And now he just wanders around. So yeah. like I-, I think he fits fine with Norska because he doesn't really have a home. He just kind of shows up. The Dolgan, thank you. Mm. Um. So like everybody hates him. <laughs> because- so I think he'd be perfect for Norska because. No, whatever, he's a dick. <laughs> That's mm. his whole MO. Be- before we segment to another section, I actually want to talk to you about, uh, I want to ask you some questions regarding what you think about the other tribes of chaos, because 
My my main thing is they should just re rename um rename Norska to Northern Tribes or whatever, and then bring in Kurgans into it, bring in Hung into it, Mung into it, uh Dolgans into it. You know, have different like Northern Tribes that we know are pretty much never ever gonna get a fucking army book or their own race pack. Have them represented in a Northern Tribes thing. What do you think? I I I could go either way with it. Like I I don't think there's a definitive answer like i'm mm. totally fine with them like renaming norska to just tribes of chaos and it's just like okay there's like they use the same roster but maybe the hung like tend to rely more heavily on marauder horsemen and the kurgan mm. tend to be more themed around like like the kurgan are like i i kind of like that the kurgan are more of like a weird hybrid faction that has like a lot of warriors of chaos and a lot of norskins because the kurgan are known for being like like of the Warriors of Chaos, the Kurgan make up the highest percentage. Yeah. Like Norskins, the the reason Norskins I think got that focus is that Norskins have a really unique, distinct culture that they like, and they're not nomadic. Like they live in a specific place. They've yeah. developed a culture and a fighting style, and we see them a lot. Whereas yeah. like the Hung don't settle anywhere; they're just running around all the time. And yeah. the Kurgan are basically just the Warriors of Chaos. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I don't think renaming them to the Tribes of Chaos would be a bad thing at all. Um, mm. I, I think that would open up a lot more diversity. Yeah. Um, but, like, I could also see CA being like, well, we already developed all, like, they all yell Norska, like, we have all these audio files, and, like, we have all these visual files, we don't want to change all that bullshit. Like, I, I could, I, I could love. see that, but... They could re like redo some voice files, like for example, the the Marauders of Sunesh have a lot of the generic uh, voice lines of Marauders, and then they go Marauders of Slanesh, which is a weird pronunciation because for some reason, you know. But uh, <laughs> Brits, what are you gonna do? <laughs> like, just gotta change the way things sound. Yeah, but like you know, they could just do that, like just make it a little bit more there, because obviously, like they're obviously going to be recording more voice lines because what we have seen is that we do have say for example with the warhammer free races some of them even have battle intros like the old total war games mm. so that doesn't that you know if they're doing yeah that, like and well. I, I, yeah I, I don't think i think it would be great like i would prefer the tribes of chaos to just norska yeah um, norska feels like an unnecessary pigeonhole that like norska made sense for warhammer one I don't mm -hmm. think it makes sense for Warhammer 3. Yeah. Um, that being said, if they didn't change it, I wouldn't really care. <laughs> like, it's just, it, meh, it is what it is. See, I would, because, like, Norska, to me, is not represented too well. Like, they made all the Norska, like, it's the whole edgy, oh, we fought monsters and we became them. It's like, bro... A lot of you have tribes which are just basic traders. None of you are fighters. Like, I don't know what law they're going through, but it wasn't represented. Like, we know there's Norskin tribes, which are just pretty chill, right? That's why a lot of Nordlanders have Norskin blood. Yeah, they, they, they kind of seem to, like, cycle in and out of existence, <laughs> depending yeah. on, like, who's writing or what's going on. Like, yeah. in an Archaon situation, it seems like they're basically, like, either you go with the wave or you're going to get run over. You yeah. know, so in that case, they're all baddies. But, yeah. uh... You know, during times of peace, they're more nuanced. I, I do, 
I do kind of hope that they work on the AI. I would love to see the Norskin AI tweaked a little bit so that some of the tribes are really aggressive, especially for summoners. And some of them are less aggressive and more interested in just like trading and establishing, like, especially since we have the outpost system, I would love yeah. if they had like one or two Norska factions who were more interested in being traders and establishing like outposts with like the Southern human factions to represent mm -hmm. that. Like I wouldn't make them the playable guys, you know, obviously Wolfric and Throg are dicks. <laughs> They're going to like curb stop those guys. But like, yeah. hey, maybe you could make an ally with them and try and defend them, you know? Mm. Um, I, I think that would be really fun. But, mm. uh, you know, it's just one of those minor things. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think Tribes of Chaos would be a lot more interesting. It's just quality. Uh, it opens it up for more, because we know there is some stuff in the RPG and so on to add in for Norska. And uh, let's be honest, like we we are expecting a Norska DLC in the future, aren't we? We all are. And you go through the law, and it's like, well, they kind of already have everything because they even had new stuff added in for them. I well, I I think there's like one big DLC missing, which is literally yeah. just like it's mostly monster stuff. Like I don't really think there's much in the way of human stuff missing. Mm. Uh, we're really just missing like those bestial creatures. Yeah. Um, but no, I absolutely agree. Um, and you're right, because, like, if they added in those other tribes, like, that adds in a lot more flavor and a lot more, mm -hmm. like, um, start positions, too. Like, yeah. okay, we're the tribes of Chaos now, so now we've got, say, all the Faithless leading the Dolgan, he starts, like, way over here, and we're gonna add in, like, <laughs> we're gonna add in, like, I, I don't know what other characters they would pull from, but we could add some other character who's, like, leading maybe over Nagaroth now and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, they could easily do uh, Eagle uh, for Norska. Yeah, Eagle Steersborn, yeah. Yeah, or... put him in, in Norska and then make Wolfric fuck off to, like, somewhere to be an actual wanderer. <laughs> yeah. Like, or I don't care, make fucking Sertha Echo, Legendary Lord, whatever, who cares? <laughs> yes, yes. No, they should. They yeah. should. Just for the meme. Yeah, Sertha Echo, the, 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 the one true chariot lord. Though, I will say, <laughs> if Sertha Echo ever becomes a Legendary Lord, Son of a bitch better have a wolf chariot as his unique mount. Like, I I want a ice wolf chariot for a character. We don't have mm. one of those, and I think that's so dumb. Yeah. Plus, like, if they do a DLC and they don't rename it, like, I don't want Norska to have only just, like, three legendary lords or four with an FOC. Like, every other race is getting, what, five, six so far? From what we've seen. I mean, what, the Lizard Man have seven, don't they? Uh, but, yeah. like... It would be nice to have options. Yeah, well, it, yeah. Like, if they came out and they're like, okay, we've got Throg for Trolls, we've got Wolfric for, like, the more, like, wandery, classic Warriors of Chaos Norska mix-over. We've mm -hmm. got, like, maybe a familiar matriarch for, like, the more sinister, monstrous, and magical side. We've got Sail the Faithless for, like, sort shamans. And then we got, like, Igil Steersborn for something. <laughs> or Sertha Eck for chariots. Like, whatever. Exactly. Like, that would be a good list of five. You know? That, like, that would be good. Good job. Great. Yeah. Oh, someone just said he actually starts with that mount right now. What mount? Does, uh, do you mean that uh, Sertha Eck starts with a, a wolf mount? We'll wait for him to respond, but... 
if he does if he does that is news to me <laughs> I, yeah I would, I would be thrilled but sort of the egg pulled by two mammoths that would look so bad <laughs> that would look <laughs> so terrible i mean it, it's a uh, like i see loads of people saying like bjorn uh, bearstruck and so on oh uh, yeah cool bjorn bearstruck would be cool Mm-hmm. I, w- I would be down for Bjorn Bearstruck over Sotha Ek, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. like Sotha Ek definitely has a lot of meme. Like, it's literally just for the meme. But at the same time, if, like, if you haven't played the first two games, you just have people like, who the fuck is Sotha Ek? <laughs> yeah. Or, like, the first game, actually. You can play Warhammer 2 and have no idea who he is. Um, yeah. I've, I've had that happen. I was talking to, like, people who have been playing the games, and I made a joke about Sotha Ek, and someone, people were just like, who, who the fuck is Sotha Ek? And I'm like... Oh, I feel old now. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, yeah, he does start with a nice wolf. What do, you, what do you mean you don't know who uh, Sertha Ek is? Apparently, he starts with a nice wolf chariot. I didn't know that. That's oh. actually pretty cool. In Warhammer 2? Must be, yeah. Because he's not in Warhammer 3. I've no, not seen not. it. But that, that's actually quite impressive. Yeah, I'll have, to, uh, I'll have to go check that out. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty cool. Honestly... Uh, there's loads of possible characters they can go for. The, the great you know thing what? is that... Yeah, I think I would change... That is my list. I would go Wolfric the Wanderer is kind of like your more human character. Throg for trolls and give him more trolls. Where are my bio trolls, CA? Um, mm. And where are my armored chaos trolls, CA? Like, give Throg all the trolls. Yeah. Um, then I would do a Famir Matriarch for like the CD spooky monsters. Mm. I would do Sail the Faithless for the sorcerers. Yeah. Um, the shamans. And then I would do Bjorn Bearstruck as like the were creatures. So he comes in with were bears. He is the big were bear legendary lord, and he also has a lot of buffs for skin wolves. Mm-hmm. I think that would That's be like a. And then Wolfric specializes in like Marauder champions and chariots. I think that would that actually would be, be cool. a really good mix of five. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool because that's something that um, that would be uh, very, very. Yeah, that would that would be. I I would be into that. Yeah, and Sail the Faithless could be like shamans and mammoths, because in Tarmacon he is a big thing with mammoths. Yeah. Yeah, he has like an army of them, doesn't he? Or yeah, like he that. does. They get absolutely shit on it uh, at the Tower of a Share, but yeah. He, yeah. he had an army of mammoths. That <laughs> 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 got absolutely annihilated. Mm. But, um, yeah. Mm. Um, oh, this is something that was data mined. I just remembered, and I want your opinion on it. End Times Art. Specifically, Nagashizar. Great. What do you think? Uh, if they don't use End Times Nagash, End Times Thankful, Storm Fiends, Storm, um, Vermin Lords, I would be extremely upset. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, and more gas. Like, there more. are things from the End Times that need to be in the game. Yeah, I mean, my argument with people, because uh, a lot of people go, oh, no, end times, no! It's like, yeah, don't but the, the models look fucking cool. Yeah, don't just do don't the story do the storyline. Fuck the storyline. <laughs> like... yeah. well, well, my theory is that we are already in the end times, because that's kind of how the game works, uh, if we look at the plot of the if, game. If Archeon is invading, textbook definition, it's the end times. That's the whole point. Yeah. He's Archeon, Lord of the End Times. That's what his name literally means. <laughs> literally. So it's like, well, uh, it, it brings up the possibility. Like, I, I think Nagash is coming because uh, he's way too much of a cost promotion. Like, that mini's £100. People are going to buy it, you know? Well, and it's, I want it. I want to see that thing animated. Are you kidding? Like, yeah. And, and the, the thing for me is that, like, the end time storyline sucks. I don't need it. Yeah. Um, the, the incarnates don't need it. 
Um, every like just but anything anytime we got new minis, give me, yeah, give me, give me, give me. Like I wouldn't even be upset if we got like putrid blight kings and like like some of that AOS stuff kind of slipped in there. Them. Like, I want them. I want them. Yeah, like the Glotkin, I would not be upset if he showed up. He's not by any means my top pick for Nurgle stuff. But if he showed up, I'm not gonna be like, uh like I'd be like, alright. <laughs> I like I'd rather have Tarmacon personally, but yeah. like, you know, I um I would gladly take as much of the minis from the end times as they'll give us. Yeah, I mean, I always used it as, as this argument. They established the law during the end times and the novellas and so on that, uh, like, say, for example, Scar Blood Graph and uh, all the Blood Warriors and so on, right? Like, they existed prior to the end times. Same as the Morghast. They were there thousands of years before the end times. And it's like, well, yes, it's end times, but they existed in law prior by that book. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're 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 in a whatever gray zone, like, mm. um, and it it would not that upsetting. Like, I I wouldn't care, um, especially for like the more mono god uh, themes. Because yeah. like, I look at the demons, and this is something I think needs to be talked about. Frankly, is that when you're looking at the demons, what the hell are they gonna do for the demons? Like, mm -hmm. Andy Hall is literally told you and me on mm -hmm. the last or the whatever last episode we had him on that they're not mono god they are demons of chaos with some warrior salt added in yeah. which is great but like i'm looking at it and i'm like how the fuck do you like expand this roster without well, without looking at the new stuff like simple if you look at aos mm -hmm. infernal rapturous for slanesh awesome even though it's an aos model but that's fine for mm -hmm. nurgle sloppity biopiper I'll take it. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, I don't mind those new demons. Um, and, like, if they do the same thing with mortals, where, like, we get monogod mortals that have a little bit of demon supplement, and maybe, mm -hmm. like, there's some undivided stuff they don't have access to that's maybe exclusive to, like, Archeon and Kolek. Yeah. Um, like, Blissbarb Archers? Okay. Miramadesh? Yes! Okay. Like, yes! Bloodstalkers? Okay. Uh, Putrid Blight Kings? Okay. Like, I don't, whatever. I don't fucking care. Just give it to me. Like, Putrid, like, Puscoil Blight Lords? All right, give it to me. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I just, but, like, I don't want to see Sylvaneth. I don't want to see Lumineth. I don't want to see any of that. No. But, like, just the Forces of Chaos. And I don't, I don't want to see, like, the Mind Stealer Spherex or the Ogroid. Like, any of the stuff that, like, it just, doesn't work in fantasy what looks warhammer fantasy yeah. should be in warhammer fantasy yeah. if, it's, if it's a human or it is a demon that like i would say no to the gaunt summoner for instance because it's like a special character there's only nine of them leave them in yeah. aos but like zongors um and like all their Zangors. variants um yeah like yeah give me my mono god beastman what the fuck see yeah, give me yeah. <laughs> you remember when I got me spent? Um, like I, I, I think I think they would be fools not to do that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand how else you could expand the demon rosters. Well, this is the thing because they always make those really weird. Uh, like they made that weird uh, thing. It's like, oh no, we're basing on Age of. Uh, we're not basing on Age of Sigma or the end times. We're uh, we we we. Yeah, but we, we we both know, and we're gonna we're gonna just say it. That is mm -hmm. obviously bullshit. And the only yeah. re the only reason they say that. 
is to placate the people who throw a huge bitch fit just by hearing those words. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally that because, uh, same thing with, uh, actually the best example would be one of those ancient units, the doom knights. They never existed Yeah. No. ever. And these are new. These are stuff that we're going to see literally in old world for sure, because they wouldn't design it and then not want it in old world. And those would fit so nicely on 40 mil bases flying around. Like, how do I just, feel about Cruel Boys Half Orcs? Listen, if Games Workshop makes it work, I don't give a fuck. I mean, they kind of fit because we did have our Half Orcs in. Uh, yeah, like, it, literally, if Games Workshop comes out and they go, hey, take your Cruel Boy minis and you can use them with, like, these circumstances and here's the lore behind it, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Just like, just like you said, as long as it's not far fetched, like bringing in the Idenf or even uh, the, the Luminef and all that stuff, because that, that stuff is just a bit out there. Uh, but yeah, there there is stuff that cross that like crosses the line, like yeah. it's it's hard to describe, but if you're like experienced with fantasy, there's a super obvious line. Like when you're looking yeah. at cruel boys, a lot of the stuff you'll look at and go, yeah, no, this is totally fine. But like some yeah. of their monsters, you can look at and go, that's a little much. Yeah, like the giant, but, like the 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 giant troll monster that's like a bent over troll and it's got the huge howda and stuff. That one's a yeah. little over the top. Yeah. But like the regular cruel boys, no, they they work perfect in a green skin army. The the yeah. the killabeaks, the giant vulture monsters, fine. Yeah, it's it's the case about bringing in, um, just some stuff to to flesh out. Chaos desperately needs it because look, uh, I don't know how uh, have you played all the factions for Chaos yet? Yeah, like Nurgle is struggling, man. Nurgle is very pigeonholed. Well, I don't. I just yeah. I like. I don't, the demon rosters are weird um, in that like a lot of them are missing like a critical component. Like Nurgle does not have like a single anti-large unit. <laughs> like he just doesn't have the anti-large. It's like, why does Nurgle not have halberds um, like at all? Like I can understand being like, oh, his demons don't have anti-large, but it's like, where are my chaos warriors of Nurgle with halberds? Like, I really don't understand why those aren't in there. Um, yeah. But like, but um, I, I'm very curious to see what they're going to do. And I, I'm totally open to them using a lot of those like gorgeous minis we have. Yeah, yeah. Just make it. We'll buy it. We'll buy it. Just make the factions work well. That's all I care. Weren't the Varen... No, Varengard or AOS, like, by a thousand billion miles. Varengard did not show up in AO, uh, AOS until fairly deep into first edition. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't mind... Um some of like the uh the mortals if the mortals are done well like uh the chaos the the what are they called bloodbound or something for corn uh, that's what the faction was originally called um the the two units that showed up were the blood warriors yeah and it was well, no it was actually three units because the blood warrior kit could be made one of two ways i think it was like blood wrath stalkers which were the uh, guys yeah. with like the big whip chains? Oh no, yeah, but those are uh, those are end times. Those are end times. Oh, I'm sorry. What were you asking about? Uh, let me go on the website because um, it's it's just like having a bit of uh, different looks, make them a higher tier, make them like chaos chosen and so on. Uh, okay, blades of corn. Yeah, you were thinking of wrathmongers. Yeah. I'm thinking like uh, 
Yeah, the Blood Warriors. The Blood Warriors. Yeah, they're, they're, and... they're like the putrid Blight Kings of the Horn roster. They're just mm. they're just bigger warriors. Yeah, like give give us those. Give us the Blood Reavers. Give like as, as a unique Blood Reavers. That was, that, was, that was the unit I was trying to think of. Yeah, because that would be kind of cool just to have some uh, variety. Yeah, and I would I would be fine if they don't even call them that. Like they're just like oh they're chosen of corn, but like they're very obviously based off, <laughs> you know that. And um, I just I just want them to have good full size rosters. Yeah, um, like the demons to me, Cathay and Kislev. I'm like okay, these feel good, and they like they feel like a faction that is gonna have some really cool DLCs. Mm-hmm. Well, I look at the demons and I'm like, I don't know where you take this. Yeah. Like I just I don't know where you take this. Um, like yeah. I almost feel like I have to play Demons Undivided to have a full faction. Yeah. Um, which even is though, like it's banned in multiplayer because they haven't figured out how to balance it yet. I think they will figure it out. Um, eventually, probably when the other races get added into the game, I don't think that race will be too OP anymore. But for right now, it's too OP because it's just such a big roster. Yeah. But yeah, like I I have very very high hopes for the game's future. And uh, I, was, I was talking to Nathan about this before the stream, and I'll go ahead and say it. But um, one other thing we do need to talk about is they put out an announcement about patches. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the game is has some weird issues, which I don't know about you, Nathan, but I can absolutely attest to the fact that there are far more issues in the game post-launch than there was in the content creator build, which I have never seen that happen before, ever. Yeah. <laughs> it was super so- weird. I had a variety of different issues uh, at the beginning when the drops happened because my stuff was super framey. It turns out that it's just the games are optimized for 4K, uh, which is weird because a lot of people have a lot of 4K. Um, but we, we it got stable when we got that last patch and so on. And then live happened. And then what the fuck happened? Yeah, like we we cannot iterate how strange it was. Um, mm. every content creator I talked to had the same problem. Like the game was running great. And then they released the live build. Uh, we got the live build, like I think two or three days before the game went live. And it was like, holy crap, this is bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is way worse. Go back, <laughs> go back to the last build. Um, so I, I have no idea what happened there, but, um, in any event, um, CA has put out a statement basically saying that, um, they are aware of all the issues. They, they they have a message both on their forums and on their Steam page. Weirdly, they didn't post it on Twitter, really. Like, the Twitter links to, I think, the Steam page. But um, basically, the article outlines all the issues, and they address some of, like, the theories behind the issues to say, like, okay, like, this issue is not caused by this, which we know a lot of people are saying it is, yada, yada. And then they basically said that there will be a big patch coming out that's going to hopefully fix a lot of these issues, but it's not coming out till like, April. Um, and I told Nathan though, I, I highly suspect that's because it's, that's, it's going to come with a DLC. Um, because like that's, that's standard for Total War Warhammer is that we usually get our first DLC roughly a month after release. Now, because this release was a little bumpy, I'm expecting it to be a month and some change, but I, I, I would not be shocked at all that we're going to get our first either Lord pack or race pack or something in in april because that would line up with how warhammer 1 and warhammer 2 went yeah i mean it's possible i'm i'm gonna outright say this and i know a lot of people are gonna get angry i don't believe we should wait for patches to accompany dlc because a lot of people will then obviously like people want dlc now 
and that's fine. It's the same thing when I talked about the Mortal Empire, Immortal Empires, and everyone was like, oh no, we want it now. It's like, that's not going to fix the issues. If anything, that might have more issues. Like, I like the idea that they're being vocal about this, because let's, let's be honest, in the past, CA kind of just releases and hides, right? So at least now they're engaging with people. And this is very good, because we deserve this. We just, like, the, as a community, as players, as fans, we do need to find out about these types of issues and that they're going to actively look at them. But, like, you know, it, it's, it's a bit weird, man. Like, it's leading to a bit of a bleeding for the player base, too, which is kind of what concerns me. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I feel like it's, it's... I don't think there's an easy solution because I could see the argument of, like, why I, I feel like uh, I feel like the same team that does the patches is probably the same team that's developing the new content. And I imagine for them it's a lot easier to have it on like one branch where they're just like they're just doing it all together as one thing. And then they're able to release what they hope will be a stable build as opposed to if they did like a patch and then two or three weeks later a DLC comes out and just totally fucks the patch, right? Yeah. Um, it's probably better to have it bundled. Like it's it's annoying because it means we have to wait like longer than we really want to or should for some yeah. really important and simple fixes. Um like at least they got us like a mini patch out last week that yeah. fixed a lot of the multiplayer stuff and had a few little things in there. Um but no, like I, I totally understand the frustration and I, I sympathize with it entirely. I just don't I just don't think it's a like I think it's a no win situation from their perspective of like like we could release the patch when it's like earlier but that might mean it has to have like a dedicated team and which means it might not necessarily be working with the dlc team and then when the dlc team drops something it just immediately breaks everything again um, yeah. whereas at least there's a chance that won't happen now obviously those of us who are experienced with total war know that usually when a dlc comes out there's a lot of fuckery <laughs> but like something weird is gonna happen because it's never what you expect to break. It's usually like some old bug that used to be fixed comes back or some other nonsense. But yeah. that's, it's just kind of the nature of the game, unfortunately. Yeah. It, it's just, uh, it, it's concerning. Because like, um, you know, someone pointed it out once on the on the uh, thing. Cause, and obviously you have to take into account that there's other factors like Epic Games and so on. The only one that we do have a knowledge on is uh, Steam Charts. But the game came out and it peaked at 166,000 on uh, Steam, mm. which is phenomenal. Yeah, that's great. Especially for a strategy game. That's, yeah. That's good. But it's down to 40K now uh, on the weekend. On the weekdays, it's down to like 25K. And it's like, those are Warhammer 2 numbers, man. Yeah, well, I personally, I'm not expecting the game to have like a big explosion that then stays consistent until we get Immortal Empires. Yeah. Like, I think, I honestly think a lot of people downloaded the game and played it and they're like, this is fun, but I'm waiting for what my mind tells me is the full game. Yeah. Which is the yeah. combined game. Yeah. And they're probably still working on that and all that, which is fine because, uh, like, I, 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 I have the, uh, like, Mortal Empires came out one month after Warhammer 2, right? Yeah. And it was a total clusterfuck. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if we're, like, from like this is just me thinking i don't think we're going to get it a month after uh warhammer 3 releases i think it'll be a bit longer my my current estimate is three months yeah 
Like if if I if the map had not been in the game and we didn't have confirmation that they've already been working on it, then I would have said six months. But since yeah. I know they've been we know they've been plucking away at it and already working on it, I'm I'm thinking three. Yeah. And like did didn't Mortal Empire yeah, like Mortal Empires had a lot of issues at launch, didn't it? Well yeah, because it was using like a completely different Warhammer one build. Yeah. Um like and and they learned from that mistake. But like, you know, remember Norsco wasn't playable for like a year or six months or something obnoxious. Yeah, it was. And like uh, and like all of the updates they had put in Warhammer One weren't in there, so we were playing with like the old Warhammer One and it was like it was awful. It was awful. So my question to you, say it's three months, right? So game came out in February, that would mean May. Would that be too late? I don't think so. I actually think that would be perfect timing. Catch everybody as they're getting out of college or like getting out of school and stuff. Going into a summer, they pay turn to do like a really big tournament. Community starts really bumping in the summer. I think that'd be the perfect time to be like, hey, you want to sink 200 hours into a campaign that lasts for 600 turns? We got you covered. Who needs sleep? It's summer. I don't know. I just get kind of worried because it's like, it's a bit of a distance. Like, if they've got DLC planned prior to that, like... I, oh, uh, I bet they do. I yeah. bet they do. There's something's coming out in April. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Do I don't know what something's coming out in April. I really hope so. Because, Either a board uh, pack or Chaos Dwarfs or uh, like maybe an update for like uh, Norsegar Warriors of Chaos or something. Something's coming in April. Could be the blood pack. I, I think. I, I think it'll be. I don't. I don't think they usually don't release the blood pack as like. The month's DLC. It's usually like randomly just out there somewhere. It was. It was. Uh, it was the first DLC for both games. That's the. That's the thing. And it came out. I think what two, three weeks after launch. Yeah, which we're pretty much already at that point. Yeah, but if they, I have a feeling that if they release a, um, if they release Blood now, there will be there will be throwback. Yeah, I think be... I think honestly they should just like basically hide it with a more exciting DLC. Like I would release like, like let's say Chaos Dwarfs are the first DLC. I would literally go like Chaos Dwarfs, and then like literally the next week, <laughs> I'd be like Bloodpack, <laughs> like just just slide in there <laughs> while nobody's paying attention. Yeah, I mean it's possible. It's possible. It's just because uh... they they know everybody fucking hates it. Like yeah. every single time I talk to somebody that even people that like barely play the game, that shit comes up. Like I was literally yeah, on a, I was literally on a podcast uh yesterday or two days ago with like um some streamers that like Total War Warhammer really isn't their thing, but you know, we're yeah. talking about the game and stuff. Literally one of the things that came up in like the first fifteen minutes was like, What's up with that blood pack thing? It's like, oh fuck me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't I don't nobody knows, okay? <laughs> nobody knows why they do this. Like there's some asshole up at Sega that knows the true reason, but we don't know what it is. Yeah, like I, I don't know what the, uh, the, the that the, that ratings thing. That's bullshit. That's it has total to be. bullshit. There's no way I, that's what it is. I'm playing through the realm of corn now. I'm seeing literal rivers of blood and fountains of blood. I'm playing through the realm of Sanesha. I'm seeing literal fucking vaginas on the wall spitting out discharge. Yeah, and but, you well, can blood pack play Nurgle and literally shit people to death <laughs> with like acidic diarrhea, like. How's the blood pack going to make that worse? <laughs> it's not even a blood pack, though. It's fucking jam. It's just... Ow, I got hurt in my arm, and there's jam all over me now. Yeah, I... 
there there's a reason to it but it has to be like something really high up at either creative assembly or sega or something but it's not in the devs hands that's the only thing i yeah. can say for certain the devs don't yeah. get to decide that like that's yeah. that's clearly coming from somebody higher up who doesn't have to deal with the community yeah because like I've, I've talked to people from ca about it in like private chill conversations where they have no reason to bullshit me and they still are like no dude it's the rating thing it's like that that is literally impossible <laughs> but that's what they believe because that's what they've been told so yeah. like it's like a, I, I don't know it's like a weird mystical <laughs> thing i don't know what but maybe one day we'll when we maybe when we die and we go to wherever the afterlife is that's what they tell us why yeah. why we had to do the blood pack that's what they tell you after you die <laughs> but um yeah i'm excited for the game like i'm still enjoying it it's fun to stream like i yeah. I'm, i've been playing a scrag campaign right now and it's stupid fun yeah uh, oh the ogres are in a very good place yeah like i i think greases could use a little bit of fine-tuning but scrag mm. is ridiculous like Scrag is so over the top strong. It's like, oh, I could just instantly win everything because I've got ten gorgers. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will say one of the funniest things to me that I don't understand is how they applied the logic of the Beast of Nurgle is a single entity that was a single entity on tabletop, but you could run it in a unit, mm -hmm. right? So you can have a unit of Beasts of Nurgle, but they're like, no, 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 it has to be a single entity. Hmm. But then the Gorger was a single entity on tabletop, and yeah. now it's a unit. Why? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why is the Gorger a unit? That makes it so much scarier than it used to be. It, it's, a, it's a bizarre thing. They must have their reasons. It's probably because they were just ogres, too. It's the same reason why many is right now are units, when they should be, like ultimate death star heroes oh yeah but they were they were never gonna pull that off like that would be such a pain in the ass yeah. <laughs> now now i'm kind of hoping that if if and when we get gold fog that he has like a customization system for his man eaters where he can like upgrade them with cool abilities and stuff but um just like you couldn't tabletop or you could give a unit of man eaters like the sniper rule or the the stealth rule or the poison rule and all that stuff yeah you can make them so fucking cool man yeah man eaters were goofy as shit like they Frankly, in my opinion, they were kind of terrible <laughs> just because they were so expensive, but you could do some really goofy shit with them. Yeah. The snipers were hilarious. Like, if you got a bunch of ogre pistols to snipers and then you just, like, pick off a wizard in a unit or something, it was funny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm fully expecting nerf. I will say I'm expecting ogres to get a bit of a nerf bat um, yeah. at some point. Like, gorgers are very overtuned. Iron blasters are kind of insane. Mm. Um, just like on tabletop, <laughs> iron blasters are bullshit. Who would have thought? Yeah, iron blasters on tabletop were fucking. <laughs> they were so stupid. Yeah, absolute horseshit unit that were not fun to play against, and so every ogre player took two because they were dicks. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's the most sophisticated cannon. It's a fucking cannon. Yeah, really. I know. It's like, <laughs> why is the stupid? Literally, one of the dumbest races that barely like cannot create black powder mind you they have to trade for it because they have no idea how to make it why do they have the best cannon in the game <laughs> what kind of mm -hmm. bullshit is this god oh i hate ogus so much they were they were goofy as shit dude, <laughs> dude i got the hell heart as a magic item and the moment i got it i was like ah fuck <laughs> like just seeing the hell heart like started putting me like ptsd 
<laughs> oh man. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I'm actually kind of looking at my chat. Just I'm making them aware, and you should do yours. If there's any interesting topics anyone would like us to kind of hit near the end of today's stream, just because we didn't yeah. do like a who would win or anything, um, which forgive us. Sorry, <laughs> I just I was I didn't have time to uh throw something I literally. Together. I literally blindsided Sotek and said, bro, I need to do today instead of tomorrow. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, for, for, forgive us. Um, uh, chart, uh, so the thing I wanted to show y'all I did earlier, which was the Imperial Zoo updates. <laughs> Astrogoth Iron Hand versus Grim Burlickson. Grim Burlickson dies immediately. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how the Astrogoth Iron Hand the most powerful Chaos Dwarf Sorcerer in the last, like, 400 years in a full mecha suit who can summon Ash Storms to block line of sight and can summon giant meteor fireballs and lava pits and God knows what upgrades he has in his mecha suit versus a dwarf with a gun. <laughs> who do you think wins? Oh, uh, this is an interesting question, actually. How do you think they would make the Chaos Dwarf train rules in the game? Trade or train? Uh, train, train. Oh, um, personally, I'm expecting it to be an upgrade to the train, kind of like War Wagons for the Empire, where it's like you could get different trains that have a different carriage. So, like, get a, get a, uh, uh, what the fuck is the train called? Iron Demon with a Death Shrieker rocket attachment, or an Iron Demon with a cannon attachment, or an Iron Demon with a magma cannon attachment. Uh, I think that would be, like, a really easy way to introduce variants of it while also still, like, having that theme. See, you know how I'd love it? Like, um, like Kislev's little version of Hogwarts. Right? So, uh... What? <laughs> right, because the, the, the ice court, right? The ice wizardry court. It's Hogwarts, right? It's just discount warm of oh, Hogwarts. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I so, see where we're going. You get the tray... Uh, you get the, uh, the the demon engine, and then you send it to build up because obviously this would be kind of stupidly powerful, and then you get options to be able to build it up in a. You know what? That's awesome. I like that. That's a really badass system. I, I think that would be kind of interesting. They'll have to make a bunch of new models and so on, but then again, it's just like I, attaching I one to I another. I imagine it wouldn't be terribly complicated, like especially mm. if they like maybe simplified it. Yeah. Oh, another one someone said that could be interesting is maybe based on how you upgrade it, maybe instead of it just getting a war machine on the back, they make it like a black arc. So you get like barrage army abilities. Mm. So like, oh, you upgraded your steam your demon or uh, iron demon carriage to have these weapons, so you get access to these army abilities. Instead of it just bad. being like a regular attachment, because that would make it a lot easier development wise while still allowing you to have like a bunch of different options. Mm. That's true. That's true. I mean, I, I'd just love to see a demonic Thomas the Tank Engine just charging through the bloody battlefield. You oh, know? we're gonna we're gonna get. I there's gonna be at least two variants of it. Like you know, there's yeah. gonna be a regular one. There's gonna be a Skullcracker, and I'm so excited yeah. for the Skullcracker. Yeah. And there's yeah. gonna be a Thomas the Tank Engine mod. You know, you <laughs> yeah. know, there's gonna be a Thomas the Tank Engine mod. <laughs> um, it'd just be awesome. Uh, I'm just gonna pop some of. Do I think do we think Chaos Source will have two or more or four legendary lords to start? I think it's gonna be four. Yeah. I think, I think like because we only really saw evidence of one in the files. 
Uh, no, there were evidence of two in the files. Oh, there was two? Okay. I only uh, saw the no, Legion of Osgore one. Uh, there was uh, <clears throat> there was two war camp advice in the files, but they, they couldn't be cracked. Uh, so my, my thinking is they're going to do four. Uh, I don't know how it's going to work, because uh, I've seen some people talk about, like, possibly just getting the four that we know, you know, the Ashen, uh, Astrogoth, uh, Zatan, and one more. Uh, there's been talk, obviously, of the, um, the big miniature that was in Forge World that was used in Age of Sigmar, but was actually meant for Warhammer Fantasy. Shartor! Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, oh, uh, and I think um, I think Indie Pride made a video on it, but I don't think he referenced the fact that that was supposed to be a a, uh, a Warhammer Fantasy miniature. Yeah, it was it was for a Warhammer Fantasy Forge World supplement that was never printed. Yeah, because it got canceled. Yeah, but GW has uh, which G- well, which to be fair, so just to show that we're not bullshitting, Trollhag, yeah. Giant River Trollhag, exact same thing. Yeah, it was made for a Warhammer Fantasy supplement that was never released. So they just threw it out and it was like, yeah. it was playable in AOS, but it was, you could also use it in fantasy. Yeah. I mean, if you go through the old books, like for example, even the Monstrous Arcanum, uh, which barely shows up, uh, some of these have shit that miniatures were never ever printed, right? Like it says coming soon or some bullshit like that, because yeah, that's Incarn- what you Incarnate to Elemental do. of Death never had a mini. Thanks. Yeah. Let me actually just find the statement that they put there because it's such fuckery. And that's what made them lose that lawsuit a while back. Remember that? Sure. <laughs> they tried to sue a company that were making uh, stand-in miniatures for stuff that they released rule for, but they never uh, printed the miniatures. And the company that made in the stand-in minis won because they said, well, this is your fucking fault because you didn't release miniatures. What are people supposed to do? And that became, it was a big lawsuit. It was a massive lawsuit. Page 42. I do love this book. I do love this book. Actually, same thing with the Kadai Fireborn, wasn't it? Or was it the Kadai? Uh, the, the Destroyer. The yeah. Destroyer. Though, funny enough, I was actually talking to some people that um, got to go to a show when Forge, during that time period. And Forge World had a model at a showcase that looked like a Kadai Fireborn or uh, a Destroyer. Yeah. And it didn't have a label. So like yeah. most of the minis had labels and they had one that didn't have one and it's high, widely believed that it was the Destroyer mini. Yeah, it is silly. It is honestly silly. Uh, it's probably in the other uh, rules section. God, I hate this book so much. Astrogoth like, Iron Hand versus Thoric Ironbrow. That's a great one. We'll do it next time. <laughs> or that one we'd actually have to think about. The, the problem with... Um... Like, I, I would love to see all these things. It's just ridiculous that some of them just never had them. Because the plan was four books, wasn't it, for the Thrones of Chaos series? Yeah, there was there one were... for each god. Yeah. Because uh, well, Tarmacon yeah. has three brothers that are just as badass as he is, and we have no idea who they are. <laughs> we which, just, which is... We just know that there's a Slanesh one, a Corn one, and a Zinch one, but we don't know anything else. Yeah. And it's like, well, why... Um... Like, the books were apparently done. Why not just release the law so people could have at least had some context? Because they were fucking assholes and wanted to bury the universe. Yeah, that's a shame. That's a shame. I can't find the statement. It's somewhere in the book. I'll update everyone on Discord later when I can find it. But, like, uh, uh, I do have another question, actually, for you. Um, See if I can remember it. Um, Right. So, 
Uh, Ind and Koresh are not in the game free map, right? At this time. Well, this is the thing. Given the map orientation, it would require very heavy oh, expansion. Oh, so, sorry. In the the the. The Chaos War map, so like the base campaign, yes. Yeah, yeah, Re Rebel Chaos. Right. So, how can you justify DLC for those factions? Mini campaigns. I think, I don't think they're going to expand the Warhammer 3 base map. I think they're going to do what they've been showing off with the other ones, which is they're mm -hmm. going to create new campaign maps that are focused on those new parts of the world. So instead of it being oh, you're going to play the Realm of Chaos map, but we're going to add End onto it. I think instead they would make a new map that's focused on End and just has relevant characters from the already playable factions. And then if you want everybody, you just go play Immortal Empires. And it has, a unique, it has a unique storyline that is focused on them. Hmm. To really sell them. Hmm. It's doable. It's doable. Would what you they say... did in Warhammer 1, similar, but not the same. Yeah, because Warhammer 1's issue with that was... Um, yeah, I get what you mean now, because Warhammer 1's issue is like uh, Call of the Beastmen. We got less of a roster and less legendary lords because of the mini campaign. Yeah, and it was also a single-player campaign with no optional characters that once you played it through once, there was no reason to play it again, because they're like, why? Like, yeah. if, if, literally, if they brought back the Kazrak the One-Eye campaign, and they released it, the exact same map, right? Exact same map, exact same factions, exact same, like, storyline, but they made Boris Toddbringer playable, Kazrak playable, let's say Malagor, and what, Karl Franz? Like, just, just random list? They make four playable characters, and they make it where um, you could play as any of them, and they have their own storyline you're following, and you can have a, a multiplayer campaign where you're fighting as you're fighting each other as those characters. That's gold, dude. Like, yeah, that would be amazing. I would yeah. buy the shit out of that on its own. Yeah, like, I, I'd easily pay five to ten bucks for that. Bring me the yeah. Wood Elf campaign that they did. Let me play mm. as Orion or Durthu or Morgur or the Red Duke or mm. uh, like Lewin. Like, all right, I'll play the shit out of that. That looks awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much uh, there's so much they could do. Uh, it can't be a stylized campaign. It has to be uh, just cut off from the combined map, so that way people can just choose to ignore that campaign. Yeah, well, and make it story based. Like, yeah, the prologue campaign shows they could do story based campaigns, and it was kick ass. Mm -hmm. Like, give me more of that. Like for sandbox, I'll go play Immortal Empires. I don't need sandbox in every single little thing you do. Yeah. Well, I, I um I, I'm more keen on like just seeing what they could do, like because Ind can easily Ind we've seen the landmass is so big, we can easily get four legendary lords. Oh yeah, easy. Unless they like that they plant, maybe they don't have anything planned for Ind, which would break my heart, and they just go, no, you're gonna get Lukia Felhart here and nah, Aisling, nah. and then, dude, it's it's too it's it's if if it was just Creative Assembly. In on this, I could see that yeah. as a possibility, but because yeah. Games Workshop is so involved now, there's no way. Yeah, I mean, like we we can see a lot of stuff. Eventually, we could easily see map uh uh map expansions, so we could eventually get like, say, for example, 
uh, Nippon. Uh, I have a weird feeling that the Lost Isles are going to be another human nation. Because... Um, or fish people. Could be fish people. Well, I'm just being honest. Like, we don't know what's on the Lost Isles of Elethys, except for, like, kangaroos or something. <laughs> well, well, this is what kind of gets me. Uh, remember our first interview with Andy? Mm -hmm. uh, when we said, oh, what about uh, anything to the east? And he goes, there's some human nations there. And he kind of hinted, obviously, Nippon and other human nations. It's like, right, so we'll have Australians. Yeah, I mean, and it, it could be. I mean, but... You know, listen, I know it sounds crazy, but I'm being legit. Like, if they do the fish people, and the fishmen are based on a mixture of Polynesian or Indonesian culture with Cthulhu themes, that faction would be hype as fuck. And that would be the perfect place to put them. You really want fishmen. Dude, I want fishmen so bad. <laughs> I've been, I've been, they've been, they've been teasing my dick about fishmen for like 30 years <laughs> I, I need i need it <laughs> like there's gotta be a payoff i mean i i'm cool i i think that the, i i honestly think and this is i i think you'll you'll echo my sentiments here we didn't get nippon on the map just yet because they need to do such a heavy rewrite on nippon's law yeah that's a that's a distinct possibility yeah because it, it was incredibly racist oh and it was like, just lazy this is yeah. dumb. Like it, it wasn't exciting to read. You just would look mm. at it and it's like, oh, everything's named after motorcycles and cars. Yeah. Like, and which is weird because you know a lot of bunch uh, like GW staff back in the day were all pretty much what virgins and so on. Like you wouldn't really expect <laughs> them to be. <laughs> like, I think I think they were just really like. Listen, I have I have the utmost respect for their inventiveness to certain extents. <laughs> like. You go back and read the fifth edition Lizardman book, and there are some parts you go, "Ooh, ooh, this is bad." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is, just, and that was like late in Warhammer's life cycle. Yeah, yeah, like uh, early <laughs> Beastmen lore is like uh... you know, Nippon is from like third edition or fourth edition. <laughs> it was even yeah. worse. So, um, I have hope. I have hope if they do this rewrite well, and obviously, I'm still waiting for the fabled uh, Araby rewrite that uh, Cubicle Seven were hinting at. We, you we know? hold, we hold the faith here. Araby, yeah, Araby like, will come. We hold yeah, the faith. like the, the sun shines bright. You yeah, know, the, the Southlands is getting expanded. Archon the Black can fuck off to some other place. Nobody fuck off, Archon. Nobody likes you. <laughs> Go yeah. to the gashes, are you nerd? <laughs> Your Pretty daddy's much. boy. Um, because. There is so much possibility that they could milk, right? They said, we want to support Warhammer 3 for many years. It's like, bro, factions. Factions. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, like, there's a... It, I'm, I'm so hopeful because there are a lot of races that feel very close to being done. Like, honestly, outside of, like, a few named characters, I don't really know what you're supposed to do with the Dark Elves at this point. Um, uh, mm. Like what? Shadowblade? So, like, no named characters. Name me two generic things you would add to the Dark Elves. No named characters? Fuck, man. Um, strippers. <laughs> we already have them. We got Sisters of Slaughter and we got Witch Elves. We already have Sex them. Sexiest strippers. Well, okay, that's... Okay, I can't... We can't account... <laughs> we can't put in your, your, your precious... Uh, your precious cat boys, okay? Like, <laughs> we, we, it's coming, it we is coming, cat boys. We can't, we can't change the faction like that. <laughs> but no, uh, 
Dark Elves are pretty much done in terms of their army book, aren't they? Yeah. They've even added some stuff. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, because the, uh, the Pegasus Riders are a new unit. Yep. Um... Okay, the, I okay. I, I see chat naming a lot of random shit. The one thing I've seen chat say that I could go, okay, is sea dragons. Like, like a serpentine dragon that breathes fire that can come on land that, you know, is associated with them. I could see a sea dragon. That'd that's, be cool. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> um, the I don't think the Statue of Cain would be worth it. That's... The Statue of Cain thing has always been kind of weird. I mean, they can't... That, that was what threw me off when they started teasing for fucking uh, Rakaf. It's like, oh, a Statue of Cain. It's like, what? That was so dumb. Hey, <laughs> you know what makes me think of a Charybdis? Mass sacrifices to Cain. Yep. Yeah. Not the Blood Rack Medusa. No, no, no. Yeah. You know, not the, not the bloodthirsty, not the Blood Rack Medusa. No, the Charybdis. That's what I think of. They might have something in the arcane. Yeah, the, the statue, the statue of Cain, in my opinion, was always stupid because it it's it's a ripoff of the Avatar of Cain for forty k. A much yeah. shittier ripoff, I might add. Yeah. Um, no, Merworm is high elves. Merworm should yeah. be high elves, not dark elves. And an undead one for the vampire. A, a sea cause... dragon is like a sea dragon is like a serpent, a sea serpent, a sea serpent mm. that breathes fire. That's a sea dragon. Maybe, 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 maybe the the basilisk because it's a sea creature. I mean, that would have worked well in a, a fucking creature. I I would put the basilisk in either the beastman or the Norska. Hmm. I think it would do really well in beastman or Norska. It's hmm. it's too it's too chaosy for dark elves, in my opinion. Yeah. Do sea dragons fly? No, they're they're serpents. Like they're it's a sea serpent that breathes fire. That's all it is. That's, yeah. It, 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 don't think harder than that. <laughs> it's literally just like a big snake that breathes fire, and it, it well, swims. Someone's pointed out they could do like a reskin unit here, and this is actually pretty good. A, a proper spell first to Hydra, because we didn't. We only got it as a banner, which was silly, because um, we knew that Rakath had them, and for some reason that doesn't show up. Yeah, but I, it, I don't think you could pull that out and be like, "Look, pay for this," and people would be like. Um, well, they could, um, but like, it, my, my point is, we're really trying to scrape the bottom of the barrel here. Like, the Dark Elves are very close to being done, even if we're like really digging in there. Yeah. Like, we're, mean, basic, we're basically like, oh, let's take a unit that's already in the game and release like a slightly different version. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not seeing like any legit new units be suggested. <laughs> They've got, like, the possible Assassin Lord just to give them that, but that's pretty much it, and that could go well with Shadowblade. But th there's fuck all. Honestly, I just want Talaris. Yeah. I think Talaris would be cool. Talaris Dreadbringer, I think, would be a great Legendary Lord. Shadow mm. Shadowblade could be a Legendary Hero or a Legendary Lord. Like, he'd be fine either way. Or a yeah. Darkhand, Legendary Hero. Yeah. And then we're done. We're pretty much done. Yeah. Um, it's, like that. it's like that for a lot of factions. There are quite a yeah. few factions that have, like, like, you look at it and you're like, I don't really know what else. Like, Lizardmen are kind of to that point. Where, like, I'm like, okay, Skink Horned One Riders. Skink Riders on Colchins, the, like the Ostrich Birds. Uh, I would like Colchins. Yeah, like, I, I don't really know what else to do with Lizardmen beyond that. 
like Crocs Gore generic Lord. That's a, you know that's a big one for me. But like yeah. skinks with short bows, yeah, I could see the argument there. Um, from the call, call out to the Southlands. Um, Fifth edition, wasn't it? Uh, six. Yeah. You you could play a Southlands list in six. It was actually one of the um leading tourney lists, and it was bullshit. <laughs> Everybody mm. hated it because it was literally just two hundred skinks with short bows. Yeah, I mean, I've got the box. Uh, it was uh, Lizardmen versus Brats, which is a really pretty box. Yeah. Um, but, uh, like, you know, there there are a number of factions that are to the point where, like, they're missing, like, named characters and, like, just little things. But, like, yeah. they don't have any big monsters, really. Um, there's just there's just not a lot there. Uh, which is good. That's a good thing, because that means that we could stop focusing on them and focus on new things. But, um, and I, I've used this argument a lot. If new shit comes out for Old World, well, yeah, that, uh, yeah, obviously that fucks it up. <laughs> but we're yeah. like, we gotta work with what we got. I'm not, I'm not worried too much about like potential things. Oh no, 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 yeah. I mean, like, uh, if, if we're still waiting for for stuff that's missing, I mean, Tomb Kings could do a DLC. Tomb Kings yeah. could really do. Yeah, a DLC. Tomb Kings could use a full DLC, uh, yeah. like a full Lord pack. Like we yeah. could use like Ushapti with great weapons, mm -hmm. um, the Chimeric Titan, Chimeric yeah. Titan. Uh, we could use like tombs. Oh, like I could actually see tomb swarms now that we've gotten nurglings. Yes. Um, like I would, I would really love to see swarms now that we know they could do it. Like oh, lizardmen, like give me jungle swarms or snake swarms. Mm -hmm. But like, exactly. yeah, there's like tomb kings are missing quite a bit, but eh, not a lot. But they're they're missing like a lord pack slice of stuff. Um, but like dark elves so, feel very close to being done. Wood elves yeah. feel like super done. I don't know. Yeah, because the they've already, like they've, they are, they've already, re they've already pushed Wood Elves pretty hard, <laughs> like past what we had in tabletop. I don't know yeah. what you could do for Wood Elves. Um, yeah, like we even got spites, you know, with Dreiches, uh with the with the Forest Spirit characters. So it's yeah. like I, like they could use some more named characters, but other than that, mm. like Wood Elves feels super done. No, was... God, no Meadow Chariot. Stop <laughs> bringing up the Meadow Chariot. God damn it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what else? I don't, don't need a fucking chariot. I don't know if you're telling me that or your chat. I'm telling my chat that. Like, I don't know if you were about to bring that up, but if you were, I'll say it to you too. Shut the fuck up about the chariot. <laughs> what else? Don't use chariots. There was rumors uh, a long, long time ago that Sixth Edition was going to have another supplement and it was going to expand on further stuff. This was a very... I don't know how... Uh, how concrete this rumor is, I could ask a, a friend of mine who worked at GW around that time, but it was going to do like kind of like Storm of Chaos, uh, where they wanted to um, expand and do more like Middenheim lists and stuff like that. And there was rumors that Lorelorn Forest was going to have its own unique list. I mean, that makes sense. King as Lorelorn has its own unique culture now. Yeah, like, they, they call themselves Lorelorn literally, um, one of the books I have, the volumes of the Emperor, or, uh, Volumes of the Empire Part 1 is like it has an entire segment purely dedicated to Lorlorn elves. Yeah, like they are their own culture. They call themselves yeah. something else, don't they? Yeah, so, they're the Ironeer instead of the Azrai. Yeah. And and yeah. they're they're like a mix of high elves and wood elves. Like yeah. they're not they're not really distinct wood elves. They are high elves that have a wood elf culture fusion. But they don't yeah. have like any unique units. 
They're yeah. like they're 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 wood elves that are much more friendly to outsiders, and their forest is not nearly as magical. So like they yeah. don't have really they don't have much in the way of forest spirits. Yeah. So it could be interesting that they could do something. Uh, I I I would love to see sub factions. Uh, yeah, because that would be interesting. You well, know? like the sub factions we have are so good. Drycho, awesome. Archon yeah. the Black, awesome. Um, yeah. hopefully if they finish developing Morathi, awesome. Um, like I I uh I I love when those factions have like those cool little, um, additional things. Yeah. It's uh, it's just something that um needs to like happen just to bring in more flavor uh because it depends on the faction like say for example if you're playing morafi right now and playing malekith it's the same thing you get the same campaign essentially you just start different different start position well different corruption <laughs> more oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you're just like ah chaos corruption um, whereas i'm more inclined to say play lokia because he starts in such a weird place you know yeah or rackart because you get all sorts of crazy ass monsters yeah but like it's just that stuff is cooler, and it's just it's something that needs to be done with a lot more other factions. Uh, like we'll eventually get Toddbringer. Like five years later, so far. Ooh, somebody, Nathan, do you... someone's asking about centaurs, and like I'm 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 inclined to try and answer it, but like I feel like we should table that for another time because it's like a really complicated topic. <laughs> it's not too bad. I know their law quite well. I know that. Uh, hey, if you want to answer it, go ahead. Right. So early on, we did have a race of centaurs. Uh, they were split into different subcultures too, but they just weren't really expanded upon. So we know that in the areas where the dark elves are, we had one which were kind of styled to be like Native American type of stuff. But we also had another race of centaurs in the lands of the Eastern Steppes, which is the lands of the Kurgans and so on. Uh, that were going for the Mongol theme too, but I think they kind of just put that aside because they already had a few Mongol-inspired factions because obviously the Kurgans and uh, the Hobgoblins. Um, they, they're supposed to be wholly nomadic. They got written out of the law. I believe that the general consensus for the ones in the, in the Dark Elf territories is they were exterminated once the Dark Elves arrived. Which you know is very dark say, of them. As someone who grew up with sixth edition onwards, I I never ever saw mentions of them in existence. Like they just did not exist. Yeah, they they got wiped out of the law very quickly. GW has been mentioning them though. Yeah, they were brought world. up in one of the earliest the old world speeches. They they mentioned like they when they mentioned hobhounds, they brought up the centaurs, but we don't know which version of the centaurs. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, sus I suspect it's the Native American near the dark elf version because that's a what? huge empty place like Loton, southern nagaroth there's nothing going on there it's totally empty yeah yeah because as far as we are aware uh the dark elves didn't really expand too into the continent because no. yeah they're literally just around the coastline that's it yeah so it's possible and i'd love to see them uh i see something here saying they turn centaurs into centigors no 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 we actually totally, had totally centaurs. different species yeah, they both, uh, they're both very different. You'll notice that if you look at the Centigore minis, they have hands. They don't have hooves. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Cent Centigores are actually not true centaurs because they, they have claws. They have like yeah. wolf, they have wolf claw feet pads. Yeah. They don't yeah. have hooves. Uh, the closest thing to a true centaur are the bull centaurs, which are a fabricated species. 
They're not yeah. like a natural occurring one. Yeah. It's it's odd. Like I would love to see centaurs. I'd love to start seeing more different uh, races that we did have established in law, and uh, just never had the time because uh, I believe this was an interview that was with Rick Priestley, where they just said, "Oh, we we tried and we just put them in the coming soon pile, and the coming soon pile just never happened." It's like it would be cool if we could get a little bit of that because I know there's ape men in the Southlands, right? There was like two sentences. That would be interesting. Yeah, well, like, the Southlands and Nagaroth are heavily underdeveloped. Like, for being an active part of the Warhammer world, there's literally nothing going on. Yeah, it's a bit odd. Yeah, and yeah, someone just mentioned here, Chaos Centaurs became Centigors in 5th edition. Yeah, that was the rebrand, but we had Centaurs and Chaos Centaurs. A lot of stuff just ended up becoming Chaos, too. Because I, I know there was at one point that back was back in the day, Gale. undead used to be chaos. To go back to first yeah. edition, <laughs> Heinrich Kimmler, first ever named character in fantasy, he was literally like he's always been a chaos dude. That's just his thing. Yeah, and there's um, there's so much. Uh, keep in mind that GW rewrite their stuff so often because it's just what they do. They don't think, oh, let me just establish and work on this. Nah, fuck it, man. Let's just do a whole rewrite. That's why you don't see uh, on tabletop skinks with bows anymore. You see them with the hand, the hand weapons or the blowpipes. That's also um, why being a lore master of Warhammer Fantasy is a job for idiots. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just, it's nightmarish. Any Warhammer lore that you go through, you, you have to second guess yourself a lot. Uh, this is why, like, say, for example, 40k, uh, there are a lot of more speculative channels than there are lore channels. Yeah, yeah, I, lo- I always love turning into something from Luton, and he's like, <laughs> he'll get into a topic, and he's like, alright, I'm aware that what I'm about to say, like, there could be conflicting information, like, like he, every one of his, like, deep dive videos, there's, like, a whole segment dedicated to, like, I realize that you're gonna possibly find shit that contradicts this, and I'm gonna tell you why that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I totally get what he's going through. Yeah. Because we have that in Warhammer Fantasy Law, because we have uh, we have all these uh, conflicting things, especially when it comes to, say, for example, all the different changes that we've realized when it comes to uh, Sigmar uh, ascending and all that stuff. Well, or... like pick pick an easy one, right? Belagar. If you read Go, if you start reading the Gotrek and Felix books, which are mm-hmm. technically canon, um, you read the first book, Troll Slayer. Belagar Ironhammer shows up and he's like a really old, wrinkly old dwarf who's like really beaten down. He's not a fighter anymore. And he's just like old and crippled. Yeah. Now, you may look at that and go, what the fuck? That's not the Belagar I know. The Belagar I know mm. is like a badass who's like kicking the shit out of people. And like he took Carrick Eight Peaks and he's like, he's fighting, you know, and he literally fights till he dies. Yeah. Same guy, but one of those was written in like 6th edition and the other one was written in 7th seventh edition. And they completely retconned him. Like, he does the same stuff, technically, in the timeline, but the character mm-hmm. is totally different. Mm. Actually, now that you mentioned the Gotrek and Felix books, this is something really important. Remember in one of the Gotrek and Felix books, they fought against a race of, like, Mantid? Or there was just one left yeah, the, and the, the rest sleep, were something? Yeah. yeah, and it's like, oh, this is supposed to be the thing that can destroy the world and stuff like that. It's like, these are things that get established and then just never get worked on. Because, um... Yeah, it was a giant insectoid ant queen 
that had been corrupted by chaos like the dragon ogres by making a deal with the dark gods and developed the ability to mind control people it, it's one of those weird things it, it, we get that when uh gods get established and then never expanded upon like i've got my crazy theory with a sleeping god child but there's like even just generic characters where we just see uh, generic uh, gods where we just get nothing it's like give us something man yeah well even like important gods that like are important like they're well established like the ancestor gods way bigger pantheon than you probably think it is a lot of people go oh ancestor gods grugni valea and um uh grimnir yeah no there's like another 20 of them <laughs> yeah like all of their kids are gods and like we don't know like and it's really difficult to establish when they stop being gods because like snorri whitebeard was distinctly mortal because he dies of old age but he is also technically an ancestor god because he's literally the son of valea and grugni which all of his siblings are literally gods you know like smednir and all those guys so you're just like <laughs> it's very inconsistent yeah and this is uh we get a little bit more uh info with certain things and then changes like uh, warhammer 3 drastically changes does basically and where they're like what like that's, that's something that we asked andy about and he kind of just like ah, no don't, don't worry about that it's like no yeah bellicor only undivided demon prince in existence unless you go back to 6th edition, in which case you yeah. can make any demon prince undivided. This is an argument that I keep having with people. It's like, because CA make that statement, oh, the, the, the game is based on 8th. It's like, no, the game is based on 6th. It's, the based, game on, is based, it's based on whatever bullshit they want to make up. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that the, the, the law is 6th, because we've got Franz ascending, you know, does his usual bullshit. Then we end up getting we all these... We do have Storm of Chaos factions. <laughs> we do a lot of Storm of Chaos factions. I'm just waiting for the proper Slayer faction to show up, you know, just to give a, a little bit more flavor to uh, our good boy, you know? <laughs> Someone said, isn't it Games Workshop approved bullshit? Okay, like, how do you define that? <laughs> like, yeah. tell me, what does Games Workshop approve and not approve? Like, they, they do not have any form of consistency. That's such an unhelpful, like, line to draw in the sand. Yeah, like, it's, I have a, like, could you imagine what they do just to get stuff is they've got, like, a big dartboard, right, with all the different timelines and so on, and they just say, boom, okay, we're doing sick this one. Then this DLC we're doing, because, like, obviously, like, the Shadow and the Blade, that was fucking, that was Storm of Chaos. That was also a little bit of Mordheim into that, too, you know, with the uh, Snickage army. Mm. Well, and here, I'll say this. Here's, here's an easy example of Games Workshop simultaneously approving something and not approving something in total war warhammer 2 go play nakai right nakai starts on albion go do his quest battle and you may notice there's a ch very cheeky line in the description of the quest battle where it's not clear if the albion crisis actually happened like they basically just throw multiverse bullshit at you and they say oh yeah no the albion crisis happened but it didn't happen but it did happen because the Kai remembers it happening, but it definitely didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Uh, so like, they just, they just make shit up. It's so odd. Sometimes like I, I would love to see what, like I, I would love to see, be in a meeting with CA when they're discussing this type of stuff. Cause I like, I, we know a lot of them are like Warhammer fans and one fantasy fans. 
and I'm not sure if this is just general rule of cool or let's have a few shots of tequila and whatever we end up picking whilst we're drunk is what we'll go for. Yeah. And well, like, there's even a super cheeky reference. Like, I, I hate it, but it, did you see in Total War Warhammer 3, they literally just have, like, a fucking multiverse tip? Hmm? Where, like, they literally just go, oh, yeah, so, like, the lore of the Chaos Gods and Fantasy has not changed at all. However, Slanesh was totally born because of what the Eldar did, according to the multiverse theory. Which means it didn't happen in the Warhammer universe, but it still happened. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, where the... What? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, yeah. so it's like, just so, ignore it. It's just stupid. Like, it's literally just... It, it makes... It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's, it's, it just doesn't make sense. No, no, I get it. I just get pissed off because it's like they they put little tidbits which could mean something, and then it's like it's it's not like I would fucking love if they expanded on the other chaos gods because we got that hint in in game three about Nekoho and Zuvis, and I'm like, boy, come on, give yeah. us something. It's like, oh no, it's just a throwback. It's like really, hmm. there's so much potential here. You could literally milk a DLC out of this. Just. Make up some random demons. I would, like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they get like a regiment of renown. I think that'd be like a really easy cool thing. Yeah, it's just it's it, it's odd. Like the, the it, I I like that they're going through all the uh, additions though because obviously it brings in so much possibility. Uh, and I'm expecting that with some stuff in the future. I mean, I hope, but it, it's it's. Like I'm confused about the timeline, and it make it hurts my head when I speculate on videos because it's like, well, yeah, obviously it's a unique timeline. <laughs> like it's literally yeah. its own separate. Like, like if people come in, they're like, oh, what is what timeline are they using for Total War? It's like it's literally its own timeline because like yeah. a lot of shit has been shifted and moved, and like there are characters who are dead that are still alive. There are characters who are active that shouldn't be yet. Like it's literally just, <laughs> it's just whatever you want it to be. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I, uh, I don't know, I, I like, they do the, uh, they, they do the, 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 the hint, uh, like, uh, actually someone just said this here with the chainsaw and the Sinesh thing, like you said, in the realm of Sinesh. Yeah. I, I think that's just eventually for a future Total War 40k anyway, because, like, it just, it's the only thing that makes sense. Well, and it's, it's just, it's like, it's a cheeky reference. Like, the, the, the chainsaw of corn is actually kind of a complicated topic. Because, like, it's a cheeky reference, but it's act it's not literally a chainsword. Yeah. It is a demonic weapon that functions like you would expect a chainsword to function. But it's not, mm. like, it doesn't run on gasoline or whatever the fuck they use in 40k. Like, it's not mechanical. It's like yeah. a, it's a demon that, like, it, it sounds dumb, but, like, in Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 2nd Edition, you could get the chainsword as a demonic weapon um, mm. as an upgrade and it, it gets a lot more into detail about what exactly it is, but it's yeah. like the sound of like the engine revving. It's not actually an engine. It's literally just the demon like screaming, yeah. but like, obviously it's a reference to 40 K chain swords, but is it a 40 K weapon in fantasy? Well, that's kind of up to your interpretation. It's, it's, it's confusing because obviously like if we go, to, uh, it, like I, and I hate referencing it. It's like, in in uh, in the end times, Nagash outright states, yes, there's there's a multiverse, and I want to eat the Chaos Gods because I can eat them there and then go to that universe too, yeah. and so on. Well, you know? Lilith says the same bullshit. Like, yeah. Lilith comes out and says, oh yeah, no, the Warhammer Fantasy world isn't unique. 
This is actually one of an infinite number of realities where the Chaos Gods have... Our reality gets destroyed, a handful of survivors escape into a new reality, and the Chaos Gods eventually follow them, and that's happened an infinite number of times, and has never not happened for some reason, and those survivors create a new universe, and they become the Elven Gods. Which you may sit there and go, wait, then what the fuck are the old ones? Great question! She doesn't explain what the fuck the old ones are, because her theory is stupid. But that's how lazy Games Workshop's writing is. Is that, like, they don't present that as, like, she's wrong. They present that as she is 100% right. And, like, Mm. that is just how it works. And if you analyze it for more than three seconds, you go, this makes no fucking sense. And, like, like my my theory for it is, like, oh, she's the goddess of prophecy. She saw the end of the world coming and it drove her insane. And, like, this is how she's interpreting events. But she's wrong. But she thinks she's right. And that's why she does what she does. Which I think actually makes her a much more interesting and tragic character. But... Mm. That's not what Games Workshop intended with that writing. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you know, that's why whenever me and Nathan do lore videos or talk about anything, we're not telling you what the most recent publication said. We're yeah. telling you, based on all of the reading we've ever done, mm-hmm. on all the different subjects, over all the different editions, what makes the most sense for a combined universe based on our personal tellings. And there are things me and Nathan don't agree on. Like there, there are lore topics where we have different opinions because there, there is no canon. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Yeah. It's not real. <laughs> the, the the common thing from uh, GW is everything is canon, not everything is true. Hmm. And it's like which I'm well, fucking lazy. <laughs> yeah, it it's GW trying to be. This is my big issue with that. It's GW trying to be. Um, they're trying to be Marvel, but they don't want to give us de- separate worlds. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, man, could you imagine if Games Workshop put in the effort to like label the different multiverses so we could actually talk about it? Like the Storm of Chaos universe is universe five. <laughs> the end times is universe six. Like, yeah. oh my god, that would be so nice. <laughs> that would be so nice. And the thing is, a multiverse was outright established in Age of Sigma because uh in the early Techless law, he visits a echo of the world and basically just watches over off one. Because he's a, a dramatic little crybaby, and he wants to go and go to his safe space. Dude, there's right? literally there's literally a I, I won't say what it is because I don't want to spoil it. There is yeah. a thing you can buy that's very good in AOS, and the point of the story revolves around a realm gate mm-hmm. to the Warhammer Fantasy world before the end times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, if that's... you were to go through the realm gate, you could literally change what happened. Yeah. That was a, a certain someone. Yes. Uh, yeah. Now it and was like, it was destroyed so that yeah. no one could use it. Uh, but like that's like that's the levels of like mind fuckery that we're dealing with. Yeah, it, it, it's stupid because like um, it, <laughs> don't give us a multiverse without actually outright saying, look, it's a multiverse. It's this is what happens. This is how we're ending up with, say, for example. Like, in the future, I'm expecting that we'll be able to use the Cathayan models in Age of Sigma. It's like, oh, look, magically, uh, Sheng Wang or Zhao Ming or Meow Meow appears, right? It's yeah, like, meow. yeah, <laughs> I don't like her. I, I didn't realize that you had discovered her her cat cafe when she's <laughs> moonlighting as a cat cafe maid. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I just don't like the character. I really don't. Zhao Ming is so much fucking cooler, in Did my I, opinion. I, I love both of them. I think they're great. I just think Zhao is like a badass. Man. Zhao makes me so sad, though, 
whenever he's walking around the campaign map and you click he's like my father loves fate it's like ooh, <laughs> ooh dude <laughs> that's that's rough <laughs> that's rough buddy yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got some daddy yeah. issues <laughs> he really does but I, I like him as a character i think he's cooler but that's how they're going to establish it they're just going to go if we get cafe as uh they have to like signify it but like if we can play cafe miniatures in age of sigma oh look a realm gate open to grand cafe and they're escaping dude they wouldn't even have to go that hard they would literally just be like hey this city of sigmar exists that worships this weird they they worship a zodiacal dragon that was discovered who's a dragon made out of stars but it's not dracothian it's this mysterious celestial dragon emperor made out of a constellation and this mysterious city was discovered in a subdimension of the realm of fire that has now joined the fight like <laughs> takes 2 seconds <laughs> if they if they do that you can sue them right for stealing your idea <laughs> Well, I mean, that's just, just how the universe works. Is that every time they need to make something up, they literally just reveal a pocket dimension. That's literally yeah. how AOS functions. They're like, oh, yeah, Slanesh is contained in Olgish, which is between the realms of shadow and light. And Archaon rules from the, the eight points, which is actually a pocket dimension between all of the other eight points. And, oh yeah, uh, there's an empire that exists in a pocket dimension within the realm of fire that has a time-space anomaly. And, oh yeah, the, the Gloom Spike gets have an asylum where they keep wizards that's a pocket dimension hidden beneath the realm of metal. All of those are real, oh, by the way. I didn't make any of those up. <laughs> those are all canon. <laughs> that is so like they just ugh. they just make shit up like like it it's and it's fun because it they consistently do it so it's not like it surprises you it's not like a deus ex machina thing where you're like ah oh, this came out of nowhere it's just how the world works <laughs> so you're less like oh okay that's kind of interesting i mean wh where the fuck are the chaos dwarves supposed to be now because th there is like hints that they're coming to age of sigma they're in the eight points we we've actually seen them they weren't playable yeah. But if you buy the Wrath of Wrath of the Everchosen book, they literally mm -hmm. show up and fight. Like you get to see one of their forges and the the Night Haunt and the Osir Bone Reapers invade it and kill a bunch of them. They're just not playable in the book, but they're talked about. But the Lumineth Realm Lords also show up in that book, and they were not playable yet. Yeah. Uh, but they show up and get the shit kicked out of them by Arcneon, like instantly. But <laughs> but like so they've been teasing those factions for a while. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling that the Chaos Dwarves that we do end up seeing for Age of Sigmar are not only the ones that we're going to see in Old World, but it's the ones that we're likely going to see in uh, uh, Warhammer 3. Yeah, I think the only difference between AOS and Fantasy crossplay is going to be, like, special characters. Yeah. I think that's literally going to be it. And then they'll be like, you can put it on either base, uh, and if you're playing Fantasy, these are your special characters, and if you're playing AOS, these are your special characters, and have fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see them. Uh, we've already seen like those uh, Hobgoblin miniatures that came out with the Cruel Boys. And that was like, they literally said, no, they work with some Chaos Stunties. Like, yeah, it's literally, yeah. It, yeah. Well, Hashit's Hash like, been full on name dropped multiple times. So. Yeah, yeah. And like, the, the fact is like, I can't wait to see what happens just because I want to see what, what happens. Because uh, uh, th there's so much potential. If they, if they do... 
if they do the same miniatures that we get, then it's going to be easy. This is the first time that they're doing a proper cross-promotion for a full faction to sell for loads of stuff. And if they don't come out with fucking square bases, even if it's just for Age of Sigma... They've, they've already fun. promised square bases. No, I, I know. I mean, like, when they come out for Age of Sigma, if Old World is still not out... Oh, yeah, I see. I see. Let me let me just prepare in advance, because, look, I, I like Age of Sigma, it's fine, but I want to play my Bone Reapers in Age of Sigma. I want my Chaos Dwarves... With glorious yeah, no. square bases. Dude, I, I, like, right now, I'm I'm on the team where I'm, like, I play Nighthaunt in AOS, and I play Lizardmen in Fantasy. Yeah. Like, I don't want my Lizardmen, I don't, I don't want my Lizards on round bases, on square bases. Yeah. Like, as from a player point of view, like, I play, I, I play 30k, I play 40k, I play all that stuff. I will play it dramatically less, I will admit, and I can say that hand to heart and all that, when Old World comes out, because that's the, that's the system I want. That's the system I want. Like, I played all the others because I didn't have the system I wanted. Like they're cool systems, don't get me wrong, but I want, I want what I want. Yeah, like, I, I I like round bases for AOS, and I like them for display. Like they mm. they give you more terrain, but yeah. like square, like rank and file, man, it's awesome. Yeah, I love rank and file, it's sexy. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's it just looks so much better when you have also, like a... man. I'm so excited for movement trays. Oh my god, dude. Oh, <laughs> I'm yes. so sick of AOS being like I gotta move every model <laughs> by hand. Well, the um, the movement trays they have for for AOS did they get removed or something? No, or? they exist. But the problem is because the rules are so specific on like you measure base to base to like measure like the range of your attacks. You need to be in like very particular formations. So you're like, okay, I need to make sure that like my guys have like a an inch reach. So I got to make sure I've got as many guys in range as possible. So you can't use a movement train when that happens because it adds like a fraction of an inch. So it'll push people out of range. So you gotta like take people off their movement trays. Um, right. And it gets oh god, it gets so annoying so quickly. It's it's odd because I, I like the system. I use it for 40k mostly because you know you've got a lot of Cadians you want to be able to fire and all that. But uh, I, I I miss the old versions like 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 you said. You know, having a a really terrifying block of 50 clan rats coming in being uh, all of them just saving serving as extra wounds for that your... being said for anyone listening always put your mini on square bases because you can buy round bases that have the holes in them that's the size of the square the round bases are always bigger yeah they'll build square and then if you get a you can easily 3d print or buy from a 3d printer uh round bases that have the square cut out in them so you could just you just slot the bed. That's what I did with my Carnosaur. So then you just for the terrain, you just do the whole thing. And then if you want to play fantasy, you just pull them out. Yeah. There's something here that a lot of people are kind of worried about because uh I see a message here uh regarding Forge World. Because obviously we're expecting uh Old World and Forge World, aren't we? That's what they've said, but we don't we just don't know what that means. Yeah, but Forge World is kind of going into crapper right now. Like they are bleeding models. Like, yeah, but holy like, crap. There, I mean, there's a lot of rumors that like they're they're trying to clear out like all their stock and like just get rid of everything so that they mm -hmm. can make space for all the Warhammer Old World stuff. And like, there have been a lot of rumors that Horse Heresy is about to be re-released in plastic, not resin, and that mm -hmm. like resin is going away. In which case, it would mean the Old World is plastic. Oh uh, no, I I think they definitely do plastic for Old World because I would fucking cry. I will fly to Nottingham. Stay outside there for days and cry constantly. I will go to Nottingham and light myself on fire. <laughs> outside. That'll be my legacy. <laughs> Fuck your resin. 
I mean, geez, look at this. I've just gone on Forge World right now. I'll uh, like uh, send you a link. How do I do this? Because um, I don't want to like close. Wait, just take the window capture off for one second. Look, look at Forge World. Look at Forge World. It is. That's the Age of Sigmar section. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they cleared out a lot of the, like, Monstrous Arcanum minis and stuff. There is literally just... Yeah, but even the Age of Sigmar ones are gone. There's just 12 miniatures left. Yep. Funny enough... I'm, I'm uh, telling you, man, they're, I, I legit think they're just clearing out stock. And, like, who knows? Like, some of those minis may be coming back and being re-released in plastic. Some of the yeah. minis we lost. And maybe, like, these are the ones that are just staying resin. I mean, I, I, I'm lucky that I've pretty much got all of these because uh, I had a really weird time once and I just decided to buy them because I got paranoid. And it's, it's, it's smart that I got paranoid because holy shit. Yeah. Um, but there's only 12 left. There used to be loads, not just the Chaos uh, to chaos Dwarf Army, but like obviously the, the Pox Riders. Uh, yeah, all the, well, the entire Tarmacon range. Yeah. Most of the Storm of Magic or uh, Monsters Arcanum. Like, you know, they had the Dreadmaw. Uh, they had the incarnate elemental of beasts. Mm. Um, like there, there used to be a lot of stuff. The merworm used to be a merworm, um, and those are all gone. But I don't necessarily think it's that like they're gone forever. I wouldn't be shocked if they just re-release them in plastic, or maybe they're making new sculpts for those. Because like, I mean, they're bringing them back for like the the role play and stuff, which means I I honestly think they're going to bring a lot of those back for Total War Three. I don't know what's going to go on. I don't know what's going to happen with Tarmacon. Tarmacon, I I feel like is kind of a toss up. I'm gonna check the because uh... like we're going back to like the the Great War, so Tarmacon's not gonna happen for another two hundred years. Yeah. So like I don't know why they would bring him back. Like I could see bringing back like the generic stuff that came with him, like the Pox Riders and all that. Yeah. Or maybe like the Marienburg Landship, but I don't I don't know why they'd bring back the. Um... Comic-Con himself, for instance. Yeah, this looks like it's going to have a massive bleed, because if you go into the 40k section, uh, there is something here. It's like, win a Death Corps army, spend £100 or more before the 27th of March. And to, yeah, they're, they're bleeding it out. And if you if you go on the main GW website, um, a bunch of the Tau armor that is Forge World only was, is now available in GW. Yeah. Well, I... Who knows, man? Like maybe, maybe they're gonna shut Forge World down and just absorb it. Like maybe, maybe Forge World's website will go down and they'll just be like a new tab on the Games Workshop website. I never understood why they had a separate website anyway. That was always weird. Yeah, I mean they love to open up websites. There's one for Blood Bowl. There's one for this and that. It's like fuck off. Just yeah, have everything stupid because nobody checks them. <laughs> like exactly. it's so confusing. Like why shouldn't I have to deal with that bullshit? It's just curious though, because that's a like. The last time I came here to check, the, the Pox Riders were here, uh, and that wasn't too long ago. And, like, uh, they're missing the, the thick Bloodthirster. Uh, God. Wow. Wow. Who knows, man? It's, it's difficult to predict what those weirdos are over up to, or are up to over there. Oh, no, definitely, definitely. It's just, it, it is very... Oh, no, the, the, what the fuck? The Plague Toads are still here. So is the Bloodthirster. And the Vermin Lord. What? Uh, you might just have to like 
Their website's a mess, dude. Like, yeah. I don't like using it. Yeah, even the Night Goblin command set. Well, I'm going to alter that now. <laughs> All right. Uh, unless you've got anything else important, we're like massively over time. <laughs> like, yeah. Normally two hour podcasts and we're like coming up on three. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> you, got, you got an extra hour of us just bullshitting. You um, had a nice, uh, a nice little conversation today. Um, I don't think anything else, barring. Uh, let me see. I had something written down. It's the problem. It's just one of those days. Go for four. I will ban you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> something here. Wait. Let me. Let me check. So I'm not sure if I said something. I'm... Uh, Don't make me nervous. Dude, it's uh, almost 10 a.m. I want to go get breakfast. <laughs> what are you looking up? Uh, no, because I think I wrote something and I'm just making sure. Because my mind's not working. Ah, okay. Yeah, this is for the final conversation. Sorry. Uh, well, let me just... Turn. Swear to God, if this ends up being something interesting, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> right. No, no. Well, it might not be interesting to you, but it's interesting to a lot of players, especially people who follow me and so on. Steam Workshop. When? When do you think? Oh, uh, I, I think less than a month. I mean, like the game is coming up to a month uh, in about a week and a bit. Yeah, I saw, uh, I saw, I saw a post um, on the Steam Modders Discord, which I'm sure you saw that as well. Um, mm. if you're, I don't know if you're in there, but, um, basically they put out an announcement post that was basically like the, the vibe I got from it was it's coming really soon. Like you can mod the files, but like, don't get upset at CA if you burn, you know, if you let your PC on fire trying to do that. Um, yeah. but to my understanding and this granted, I don't have any evidence to back this up. This is just like based on things that I've heard and seen. I, yeah. I would be shocked if we don't have the mod workshop up and running before the end of March. Yeah, like it's something that I think is desperately needed. Like the the uh, common misconception that some people have is like, oh, because mod is already posting up uh, um, updates and so on. It's like, Not well, official. that's yeah. It's uh, the modding tools were never from CA. This is something very important that people need to know. This is a, an external program, a very good one at that. And it, it, it's provided for everyone to be able to do their thing. But um, I don't know, man. I, I feel like yeah, there, without there's, there's, mods... no, there's no Steam Workshop. Like, if yeah. you want to do any mods, you have to do, like, some cutting and snipping shit yourself. Yeah. But I feel like without mods, the game's kind of suffering a little bit, too, because of the issues. Because the community, we do get bug fixes coming from modders. You know, it's mo and it doesn't make CA look bad. If they think it makes them look bad, they're wrong. Because how many mothers do that for like fucking Skyrim? If I or... if I had to guess, I I I would be willing to bet money that there is shit in the game files they don't want us knowing about right now, based on the amount of crap we've already found. And that's mm. the only thing I can think of that makes me think that they're trying to maybe keep modders at a bit of a distance, mm. is make it a little harder for them to like dig around and open all that. Um, yeah, but they they've already got all access to all the files. Oh, I know. Can... I'm, I'm not saying it's a good decision. I'm just saying that's my theory. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bit odd. 
And like, I know a lot of modders who are working some really cool shit. Like, for example, I don't know if you saw my tweet, but Zudad, um, he does uh, really popular mods like the uh, the Sons of Sigma one and all that. Mm. Um, he's got a nice recolor for the um, for the Griffin Legion and the Zargard. Oh and so yeah, 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 I saw that. I saw that. It looks very nice. Uh, yeah, like they look more Kislevite, you know. It's like, come on. And obviously, Mixu has uh, posted that he's already trying to, um, like, bring in the lords that he's got from you his know, legendary. Ca, CA knows that their games live off mods. Like they're like yeah. Skyrim. Their their game yeah. needs mods in order to have longevity. They're not stupid. Um, yeah. At least I hope they're not. So I, I, it's gotta be coming. Gotta yeah. be coming. Let's hope. Let's hope. But yeah. Uh, I think normally, we can call normally it don't they launch with that? Because uh, I don't, I don't remember the Steam Workshop not being there in Warhammer One and Two, but maybe I'm just not remembering, right? Uh, I think it took a week. Maybe someone in chat can can confirm or deny. Because uh, I don't. Remember. Okay, someone in my chat says it took Warhammer Two eleven days. Right, it's almost a month now. Yeah, well, I mean, same thing with the blood pack. We it, like if this was Warhammer one or two, we would have had the blood pack by now. Yeah. Oh, my heart. Okay, so there. Oh. Okay, there are people in chat who are disagreeing with each other. So <laughs> we'll just hypothetically fight, 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 yes. fight. Oh, oh, yeah, that's absolutely what we want. People just slapping each other in chat. I mean, um, what? <laughs> um, I uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think it'll be and. I could be totally wrong. I, I hope it doesn't take them too long to get in because you're right. I mean, it's it's literally a basic function of the game. Yeah, because like modding is cool, and there's always really cool factions, and people bring in awesome legendary lords that we just don't like have in game at the moment. They make their own version of it, and it's like fuck, that's awesome, man. Like that's why I I I, I can't play Warhammer uh, two without say Mixu's legendary lord. I can't play it. Yeah, I can't play it without the double skill point mod. Yeah, exactly. So there's so much that is there, and it's like, fuck, man. Like, uh, I, I I want stuff, man. I, I I already spoke to a few modders who are thinking of making legendary lords for um for uh going into um the demon factions, right? And while they can't make custom animations just yet and so on to like make the mask and so on there are some named blood letters in law so they want to just like have different functions because like i love playing scarbrand but i would love to play a different coordinate faction at some point you know or... oh wow okay someone actually pulled up the date it, it no it took a month for the blood pack for warhammer 2 brah it warhammer 2 released on the 28th of september and the blood pack came out on the 26th of october so it took 28 days ish. For fucking blood. So we're Dang. we're maybe still on schedule. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe, maybe. But they did say next month for the next batch, so oh, scary. Scary. Alright. I think we are good to call it for today. Thank you all very much for joining us. Mm -hmm. Uh we hope you all had fun and got to enjoy a lot of topics. We actually ended up spending could man could you imagine if we had done a who would win today that would have been a minimum yeah. of another 30 minutes <laughs> um anyway uh we hope you all had a good time uh nathan you got anything coming up this week you want everybody to know about uh i don't think so 
Okay. Um, I will be continuing my uh, playthroughs of my Scrag campaign and Elden Ring uh, over on www.twitch.tv slash Sotech. If you'd like to join me for that, I would love to see your beautiful film names in chat. It would be delightful. Uh, I am also hoping... You know what? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm just not going to say it because whenever I say it out loud, it just ends up not happening. There may some cool something cool may happen on my channel, my YouTube channel soon, but I'm not going to say what it is because that'll jinx it. Um, <clears throat> I gotta find my editors. I haven't talked to them in months. Um, but oh, is is it what I think it is? No, no, it's not no. that. It's not. Yeah. God, please, no. I don't even want to think about that. That like that'll happen before I die. One day. I've turned, into, I've turned into the George R.R. R. Martin of Warhammer Lord videos. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, I'm tired. I need a nap. Um, yeah. No Lord Beards tomorrow, obviously. Uh, that's why we did it today. Uh, we will be back next Sunday um, at the regular time. Yeah. So I uh, hope you all have a great day. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for watching. Bye, guys. Bye.